And now, introducing the man who is rethinking his perception of Josh Allen after his god-awful performance in Capital One's The Match last night. The man whose wife can't wait for the French Open to end on June 6th because her husband will finally stop watching tennis for 48 hours. And the man who still can't remember what day it is after drinking way too much on Memorial Day, he is Glenn Clark. Good morning. Oh, God. Yeah, you sound wonderful, Glenn. You sound wonderful. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Chaos. Chaos. What the hell is happening here? I can't talk. The microphones. Our pets' heads are falling off. Y'all are way too young. <sighs> I, I, hi, this, I'm Glenn, and this is how I sound today. And you're going to have to deal with that. Because I do. I have to deal with it, so you're going to have to as well. God damn, man. I, I was telling them, the, the, by the way, well, I'm going to introduce you. We got a new intern that started today. I'll introduce you to him in a second. I, 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 this is by far and away the worst. Oh, I have some Mucinex in my car, too. I just utterly forgot to bring it up with me. I, I have been having to fight through mucus. <laughs> I hope you're eating breakfast as you listen to this. <laughs> had to fight through mucus for the last three consecutive months. Mm. I don't know what's going on. I it is time for me to go back to Arizona. I can't do I can't live like this any longer. Everybody's like, get the shot, get the shot. I, what shot? Make it easy. Come give me all the shots. Can I sign up at Wegmans when I go to get my next booster? Can I go like can I get another one? Wander over to the old Walgreens today, say, hey, give me a shot so I won't have to deal with mucus any longer. I'm not sure that I that's, hate this that's place. how it works. I feel like that's not. I think we're a bit. I think we're a bit. But I, I, I might be a bit. It also might be that I'm a bit animated this morning. They might have. You're yelling a little bit, Glenn. I'm not sure, but it looks like we are. Uh, we're peaking a bit, as the uh, the audio folks say. <sighs> God, it sucks so much. I don't have the words to describe this girl without being disrespectful, but I also don't have the words to describe how terrible it is to deal with seasonal allergies and F you if you don't deal with them and F this place for all of the pollen and the changing of the air pressure and all the crap that makes me feel like crap. I woke up this morning and felt like I was choking. Choking! Thought I was going to die. I'm going to lose my voice entirely. I'm supposed to be the announcer for the Baltimore 10 miler on Saturday morning. You know what it's going to sound like? Take your place at the start line. I hope you have a wonderful 10-miler today. Some kind of announcer. Thank God I don't have a real job. Thank God it's just this. I might have to carry the show tomorrow. God, I hope you have mm. a lot prepared. I'm going to have to prepare, yeah. I know. I am. This sucks so much. But hi, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn. That's Zach. Meet uh, young Carson. Uh, Carson, we got to come up with a uh, nickname for him. I don't have anything yet, uh, but we'll get there. Uh, Carson is interning with us this summer. Good morning, Carson. How are you? Morning, Glenn. Doing well. Look at, look at how he sounds. Oh, he sounds majestic. Yeah, yeah. You want to do the reads today? Here, let's see how this goes. Let's see how. <laughs> he needs to do the impression of Kyle Ottenheimer. Get KO yeah, back let me, in let here. Me, let me see. Yeah, right. Kyle did have a wonderful oh, voice. Oh, that was. Shame he died. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it really uh, is. Uh, read uh, everything uh, starting at uh, below Highlander. Read the rest of that paragraph below Highlander, all right? 
Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, oh. convenience and technology, <laughs> technologically ah, advanced connectivity, we or going, it was going so well. Try it, try it again from the, the top. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, that's better. It's much better than Smooth. me. Smooth. It's Smooth. much better than me trying to do the reads today. God damn. Uh, Carson, give me your backstory. Your uh, what? What's your uh, you're like a Virgo or a Gemini or an Aquarius? <laughs> I have no idea what sign I am. To How be is honest with you? Really? I really I don't. What I don't month know. were you born? March. Early March. Second. I can probably find out. I I don't know what that. I just found out mine like you know a year ago. I don't know what, what they you, mean. What I don't know anything about this. I just don't care, right? Like I, I know, but I, I, don't I still feel like this is something that like you learn when you're very young. But why does it matter? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's it, not actually real, it right? Doesn't like it doesn't. Except, except you realize, like uh, when I do the show, Rita and I uh, mm-hmm. on 105.7 The Fan. Yeah. Rita and I are both Virgos, and there are personality traits that Virgos share in common. One of those is that like we don't, we don't like to be out in the forefront. Um, it's not our style. No, no, no. We we both like to deflect. Right. Okay. So it's why it is that we could never agree on what the name of the show would be, whether it was going to be Rita and Glenn or Glenn and Rita. Mm. So when I say what the name of the show is, I say it's Rita and Glenn. And then when she says what the name of the show is, it's Glenn and Rita. It, it's a Virgo thing. Like, that's just the way that Virgos are. But someone we just made that up, right? Like, no one actually, that doesn't I, I don't know, man. Happen. I don't know. It's weird how you say that. I, and I'm, I, I understand it makes no sense, but it's amazing how many you meet and you're like, yep, we really do all have that in common. <laughs> so I know... I know it's fooey. I know. But yet, it's not. Not remotely. Anyway, go ahead. More about you. Uh, So I'm going to be a junior this fall at Ole Miss. I went to Loyal Blakefield for high school. and I'm Roll-ons. Halfway through college studying journalism there and doing some work. You're a Pisces, by the way. Okay. Congratulations. (laughs) Congrats. (laughs) Thank you. Boy, I don't know if you want. I have no idea. what. I I don't know what the traits are of a Pisces. Go ahead. Keep going. Uh, yeah, I'm studying journalism over at Ole Miss, and I'm doing a lot of work with the school news, and it, it's yeah, been great. I, I don't feel like the pipeline from Baltimore to Ole Miss is a common one. No, absolutely how, not. How did you end up at Ole Miss? You know, I, I get this question a lot. I really I wanted to do something out of the box, and I saw a lot of people. You know, there's like a thousand schools. Yeah, there's, right? uh, there's also <laughs> too many schools to count. Like lots. But, there are lots. But of I, I knew I wanted to go down south and experience another part of the he country. Just, he just sort of put his finger up at a, a map. <laughs> on the globe. Like, Found wherever Mississippi. I stop, that's where I'm going to be. Mississippi. But, yeah, took a tour down there and, and just fell in love with the town. And But why? Why did you why? take and At so no point during my high school experience did I say, <laughs> I need to go look at Mississippi. The other reason is that I was able to get a tour of their news facility and their okay. student media facility. And what I found out is... But there still has to be a connection. It, you didn't just pull it out of thin air. Warm weather? weather? Warm weather? I mean, that's... It's the, the warm weather. Yeah. I mean, just... I really want to. Go, I want to go to a big there's school. There's something missing here. I there's a girl. There's a. No there's girl. something missing here. No. That's specific. Why Mississippi and not say Alabama? Why not? Or like Florida? Right. They're like, too big. Did a li- I did limited research and <laughs> concluded? All right, this is going to be one that I want to look at, and then I love. I'm a Mississippi guy. That's the way it's going to go. All right. All well, right. there you go. But. The home of one Michael Orr. Uh, That's right. And a few others in, in Baltimore Ravens. I'm trying to think of other Ravens that were all Miss guys, and off the top of my head, I'm not coming up with them. 
Uh, I'll, I'll it's a great of, question. I'll think of another one in the future at some point. I know there's Michael. Orr. That's the one. That's the one, of course, that I could come up with was Michael Orr. Super Bowl champion Michael Orr. May he not be dis- disrespected. Uh, what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> Something where I can question. talk. Something where I can talk. Where you can talk. Well, don't, don't, don't get allergies, son. Whatever you do. Stock up it's on Claritin. It's, it's too late. Stock up on Claritin. Claritin knocks me out. Ideally, I can't, I can't ideally, what do you do with your life? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh, play-by-play commentator. Okay. For what sport? For who? Tell me. Dream job. Dream, dream job. job. Baseball. Baseball. I think I can tell a good enough story and fill in time well enough to be a baseball All right, so tell me a story. Story? Yeah. All right, well. No, I'll regale me. Regale right, me. I'll tell you the story. No, no, like you were calling a baseball game. Like you were calling the game last night. The Orioles hit back-to-back home runs, and you've got to fill the time. Tell me a story. Why? Okay, if I'm fill, but why, would I, be, it, why would I be filling in time if we God just hit two damn, home runs? God damn it! No, all right, we try because him. Nick Castellanos hit the home runs. Whenever Nick <laughs> Castellanos hits first, <laughs> so what was it? The other, it was a Memorial Day thing, right? Um, the other day, yeah, they were, they, I think they were raising a flag or something, and it was like a, it was like a salute. Yeah, it was like a salute to all the, to yeah, the fallen yeah. veterans. And immediately, unreal. Castellanos hits a home runs. Absolutely unreal. I mean, my God, it is incredible. <laughs> um, all right, well, Carson, it's good to have you. Uh, Carson uh, is going to be with us once a week. He will be replacing Lil Jordan, and he'll be bringing us young Utes uh, every time he's here. So he'll be keeping us. How old are you? I'm twenty. Twenty. Years old. Oh, finally, someone who's younger Jesus than me. Jesus Christ. About time. You were born in 2002. Oh, that is a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else started in 2002? The Wire. Carson, today is the 20th birthday of The Wire for for those. Carson Carson is the same age as the television program The Wire. I want to die. Just, I mean, that's more the allergies talking than than that. But my God. All right. Uh, Glad to have you. Uh, We will uh, will have you do a few things during the course of your time here. Um, the Orioles win last night. Jesus, I, it is such a struggle, man. It is such a struggle to get the words out. Okay. Hi, Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. I'm very sorry. I don't think Bob Haney sounds like this today. Just your boy dealing with his allergies. Orioles win last night. That was pleasant. Um... I saw a record. Did, did you see? There was a tweet. Maybe it's the one you say for oh, your tidbit. No, there was a tweet going around about the Orioles' record after they after they lose or after they get their butts kicked or something like that. That is not my tidbit. There's, it's something like if they've lost by five runs the night before, they're like six and one in games the next day or something along those lines. Well, this I, has happened a lot in the rebuild. To be fair, no, I mean like this season. Oh, this season. Okay. This season. Yeah. There's there's some statistical. And I apologize. I don't know off the top of my head. And it was somebody trying to find a way to praise Brandon Hyde. Like, look. Look! Look at how this team bounces back after things go wrong for them. I, I, I don't, I don't know how to. It's baseball, man. Like this happens in baseball. Some nights you just get your butts kicked, and then the next night you're the ones doing the butt kicking. Like that happens commonly in baseball. It helps if you get a little bit of pitching. It really helps when all of a sudden you are dunking over the left field wall um, throughout the course of the night. Those are really good things. I don't have any big picture thing to say about it. I. It was a win in a baseball game. The Orioles continue to be a little bit more pleasant than we expected them to be this year. Doing the bit where you're trying to point out they're only six games back of a wild card spot. Worthless. Just not a conversation worth having today. We get to July and they're in the conversation. You want to chat then about decisions that are made in relation to whether or not you trade away Anthony Santander 
we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it then. Be patient. It's irrelevant today. Today, it's irrelevant that the Orioles are within six games of a playoff spot. If we get to mid-January and they're within four or five, and you say, hey, if the plan was to try to deal one of these guys just to try to deal them, I don't think you should do that. I'll listen to that. I'll listen to that conversation at that point. Today, it's just not a conversation worth having. We're wasting our breath. It's irrelevant where they are on this day. They're not making decisions today about their future that should be impacted at all by where they are in the standings, which, by the way, is still, you know, it, it's, an, it's an, uh, an uphill climb, if you will. Um, but it's pleasant that they're winning baseball games. What's not pleasant is Grayson Rodriguez having to leave a game last night. Now, there was some reporting immediately afterwards that it might not be the, – the, what do they call it? They, it was some of the lat. Lat discomfort, uh, but also related to dehydration and cramping. So that doesn't seem as bad as, like, the possibility of a strain or – Well, if they had said something like, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's going in for x-rays or something like that where there would be something torn. I don't know if x-ray is the word for that. I could be wrong. But – if, if there was something that was being done on the testing side of things, I'd be a lot more concerned. And, and frankly, the fact that it's not an arm injury <laughs> makes me uh, a lot more optimistic for when Grayson can get back on the mound. Because if this, this is something like, you know, forearm tightness, for example. Forearm mm-hmm. tightness is the classic um, precursor, really, to right. Tommy John. Yes. So if it's not that, or if it's not a shoulder injury or triceps or whatever... It's it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more positive than it would be as as far as an arm goes. So I'll, I'll take a back injury. Andy, I'll t- as weird as that sounds. Andy Koska from the Baltimore Sun, who's a former intern uh, here. That's what I mean. I said every, a lot of people are former interns. I'm a somewhere, former intern. Yes. Uh, Andy said uh, Grayson Rodriguez felt what appeared to be a cramp rather than anything more serious. The source tells the Baltimore Sun, prompting his withdrawal from the game. And I was told it was it was quite hot, quite muggy mm. last night in Norfolk. I mean, it was quite muggy here yesterday. So can understand if you're down there right on the wall. I, it certainly makes all the sense in the world. You hope that's all that is, and everybody was getting worked up for nothing last night. But, you know, we're a fragile lot. And when we see Grayson Rodriguez leaves the game, we're ready to jump. We are ready to get to the nearest bridge and just go ahead and jump because we're not allowed to have nice things. Thankfully, at the moment, there does not appear to be any reason to have greater concern. It appears as though Grayson Rodriguez is okay, big picture-wise. He's okay. Obviously, we'll have to find out more in the next 24 hours. And if he makes his next start, there is no concern whatsoever. Even, as we've talked about before, even if they use this as an excuse to have him skip a start because they know, hey, look, we got an innings thing that we're going to be coming up against at some point. Sure. It's not the end of the world if he skips a start. I'm fine with that. If it's 10 days instead of five, I'm not going to be. No, no. Not, ups- I won't not, even think about it. Honestly, not worked up. It, right. Not worked up at all. So that was the big story from last night. The Orioles, you know, winning a game is pleasant. It's pleasant. We'll uh, wrap up the series of the Mariners tonight. <clears throat> God. And then move on to face the, the Guardians this weekend. Speaking of the Guardians, joining us later on this morning. Missed him yesterday, uh, but we will chat with Richie Palacios, former Towson Tiger, uh, who made his Major League debut about a month ago uh, with the Guardians and is slated to come back to Baltimore this weekend with them. Also this morning, by the way, I, I kind of a neat story. I was talking about uh, Jose Quas, the former Terp, who made his mm-hmm. Major League debut for the Royals. I, I was watching some of that 
this week, I did not know that he and Richie Palacios are like close because they both grew up in Brooklyn. I just didn't do the math on that, but that's a cool story. I think we're going to try to catch up with Jose Quas as well because the Royals are coming to Baltimore, but a former Terp who not only made his major league debut, but like his story is crazy. Like he was out of baseball altogether FedEx working driver. for FedEx, yeah. yes, and now has worked his way to the major leagues. It's an incredible story. But Richie Palacios joins us today. Uh, we will go down to Bowie, chat, uh, make our weekly trip there. We'll chat with Joey Ortiz today. He's been in that shuffle uh, of trying to figure out a shortstop from the group of him, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Westberg. They've all gotten their shots to play shortstop at Bowie this season. It's sort of been the strategy that the Bay Sox have used is let's let everybody have a chance, and the Orioles have used let's let everybody have a shot at playing short. So um, we will uh, we'll chat with uh, Joey Ortiz here in a bit. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, actually, Sherman Reed is going to join us, the baseball coach at Coppin State, as they are back in the NCAA tournament. And uh, they will uh, play. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I'm so s- Every time I get going, every time I'm, it's like flowing, I'm, I'm feeling a rhythm. That's not how I feel about Coppin State. I'm very excited about them as they will play in the NCAA tournament this weekend. I believe down at East Carolina, I think, is where they're going to be. I guess I should have probably double-checked on that. Professional, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Professional over here. <laughs> Setting a good example for Carson. So yeah, don't. Whatever. By the way, Andrew Stecka, very excited that Carson oh. is a Pisces, fellow Pisces. Andrew Steck is very so, excited about this in the so comments. So random. <laughs> I just had to, Andrew, had to throw it out way, there. Andrew Stecka is going to join us on Weekend of Bookies <laughs> later. Andrew Stecka took his time, took time out of his life to watch Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers play golf. I also did. What What is wrong with you? Because I love golf and I love the NFL. So stop, 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 stop. You want to love golf, that's fine. Golfers playing golf. This to me mm. is... is like if a bunch of football players got together and said we're going to play a basketball game, I'd say enjoy yourself. There is something better I can do with my time. There is no way. Imagine watching the celebrity softball game during All Star Weekend. Imagine that's mm-hmm. how you spend. Do you know how many good show? Do you know how many streaming services we have? Do you know how many television many. programs exist? Why in God's name are you watching football players? Play golf. Look, watching, watching Tom Brady shank a five iron about 100 yards right into the trees was one of the most entertaining moments of my life. I'll never forget it. Never forget it. And I say, for those for those who watch this, and Zach, you probably agree, I thought Josh Allen's oh backswing. God. I thought Josh did Allen had a also, good backswing. Did you also but he's watch a ba- this? very, very bad oh, golfer. I watched some of it. I didn't watch what the whole thing. Josh I watched Allen. some of it. Josh Allen is a horrific golfer, though. Let's just put that out there. His swing might be nice, The swing is a really good. bad golfer. Oh, absolutely. The, but the backswing was there. I, I I don't I don't have the words to describe what's happening. We have a game. comment from Andrew Stecka. If you'd like uh, me I don't to read want it. I don't want any what he said. For the record, I watched like thirty minutes of it. It it's, was really bad, like unwatchable. I poked at it and then went to hockey baseball. To be, there has to be a better way to spend your thirty minutes. There has to be. <laughs> Let me list better things that you can do with your thirty minutes. Learn a new hobby. Start to crochet. It, fill out a crossword puzzle. None of those things sound entertaining. Go for a nice walk. Anything has to be better than watching. Fo- I, I don't. For the record, I don't watch the real golfers golf. Mm-hmm. I sure as f am not going to watch not golfers golf. We'll have to ask Drew Forrester. If you, no, if we you don't. In. We don't. We don't have to ask him anything. <laughs> I know there is something better to do with your. I wouldn't watch football players play non-football game. Like if they were, if they said, "Hey, we're gonna 
today we're going to put a, a live shot of, of Ravens practice, and you can watch it on TV. No! I've done that many a time. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I always go to Ravens training camp There's every year, and I watch the TV better than stuff. that. There is anything. Is, have, you, have you watched, I, I, I don't know, Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, I, I just finished it last night. Wonderful. Excellent, have you watched right? Shorzy yet? No, I'm not, watch watching, <laughs> I'm not watching that. Why would you not watch Shorzy? Because I haven't seen the, the, watch uh, Letter Kenny. the precursor to it. There's okay. so much time. You're spending time watching football players play golf. Look, look. I, I'm just what trying to... What happened to us as a people? Imagine looking at your grandfather dead in the eye and saying, mm-hmm. you know how I spent my time last night, Pops? Watch some football players. And my grandfather would probably say, I watched Dr. Phil. Well, then we got to talk about your grandfather. <laughs> I mean, maybe we do. <laughs> maybe, maybe we maybe do. Maybe not the greatest role model. Maybe, oh, we- <laughs> may- maybe well. there's an issue there. Well. Could you imagine imagine me walking to my grandfather's house and I'm being like, son, what are you, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> what have you been up to recently? And I'm like, well, Pops, you'd be quite proud. On Tuesday, Wednesday, on Wednesday, holiday weeks suck for trying to remember what day it is. On Wednesday, I sat, I sat on my couch, pulled out a cold beer, and watched some quarterbacks play some golf. It's pretty accurate. It's my uh, Wednesday Wh- night. What? What? You did what now? Yeah, it was, a, it was a thrilling way to spend some time. I'm sure he was out there building a treehouse or something. Well, who anything. Using a skill. We are doomed. We're doomed. Watch something know, with Glenn. redeeming value. I mean, I got to learn which quarterbacks are actually who good at golf cares? and which ones are not. What are you doing with that? I mean, what, I, how are you using I guarantee that you when I'm watching the AFC Championship this year and I'm, I'm watching Patrick Mahomes face off against Josh Allen, I'm going to be... Uh, it's going to be the... Well, I don't know if you heard. We, we like the team that's here. Oh, I, I like yeah, the we, team that's here, too. Like, I don't believe the they're going to be the AFC Championship. We like the Raven. <laughs> He's got the purple shirt on he and does everything. He nice purple, but it looks prepared. more like a Crown Royal shirt. It's a, it's a Greenbrier shirt. No, from it's a Greenbrier shirt. Mm. I've never been to the Greenbrier. I've never been either. For, okay. He just got the shirt. <laughs> I just got <laughs> the shirt. Really loves <laughs> the shirt. I just got the shirt. It's a great shirt. That's the reason I go to the Greenbrier, because I really love these shirts. Oh. I don't know how to respond to any of this. I... I feel such. People are defending sh- you in the comments here. They're saying that nobody knew it was even on last night. So. Why? Why would you? Why would you spend? I, people were tweeting about it. All I could think is like, this is what we have. This we deserve everything. We deserve all of it in this country. We are spending our time watching quarterbacks play golf. Drop the nukes already. End it. End it. We're not doing anything here. We've got nothing to accomplish. God. Well, I certainly enjoyed it. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I really Why? don't know. Why? I have no great answer. Carson, back me up here. Need a little help. I Why? thought I I was entertained. But I was what? Yeah. I was entertained. Would I have spent? I don't know how much money those people spent to go see it live. Mm-hmm. I would I do that? No. I, I was mean, entertained. You know the Orioles played last night. They did, and I, I did watched. also they, catch they, part they, of that. They won. Yes. It was pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you were watching quarterbacks. But I also saw Patrick Mahomes duff a chip golf. about five yards. Who cares? So, <laughs> that was and I also saw Josh Allen hit an approach shot off of a fan, off a Bills fan. Hit him in the arm. You, onto the green. Yeah. Today might be the day. You guys might have broken me. I'm just being honest with you. This might be it. <laughs> this might be the day that I walk in. Carson, and congratulations. It's my first You broke him on your first day. I might hand in my two weeks. <laughs> Holy F. Just wait till Griffin comes back. It'll, it'll all be solved. Multiple <laughs> human beings who spent their time 
And I get it. You're young. These two folks are young, right? Like they, they, they're wasting time on other things. I have no doubt. I remember being young. I remember a lot of the dumb things that I was. But I would at least have the decency to say, I understand how stupid it is. I know that I'm the problem. I know that I'm the one that's wrong because this is how I watched lots of Jersey Shore when I was younger. For the record, I still watch it. Tyus Bowser and I are going to rent out the Jersey Shore house. We're going to have a great time. I look forward to doing all of it. We're going, we're fist pumping, we're doing the whole thing. It's going to be a wonderful way for me to celebrate my 40th birthday. Point being, I at least know. I know to be embarrassed by it. I know that when I bring it up in conversation, I should have no pride. I should, I should talk about how shamed I am that I've spent so much of my life watching the television program Jersey Shore. I understand that. I understand the concept of shame. Y'all just openly chose to watch football players play golf last night. That was how you chose to spend your time. You know, I, I think it's my fault because I didn't mention uh, I didn't mention that on tubular, so I, I probably should have. And then I that's I that's, included it. Oh, you did. Okay. I included it because it was a thing that existed. I just I'm now I'm shamed that I've included it. I was on the phone with with uh, yeah, Mike were, at the point. Right, so. You're getting uh, Coach uh, Coach Loxley on the show. Oh my God! Well, this derailed everything. All right, um, I don't know how we recover from this. I really don't. I have no clue how we go about recovering from it. Hey, ask me if I care that Lamar Jackson's not at OTAs again this week. Glenn, do you care? No. I don't care. I'm how, with you on that. I don't care how hard you try. I don't care how desperate you are to get someone to give a rat's ass about this. I will not pretend like it matters that Lamar Jackson isn't at OTAs. You will not get me to do it. I, I don't care how many tweets you send. I don't try, care how reasonable you try to be in getting people because, again, we're bored. We're so bored that these idiots watched golfers or golfing football <laughs> players last night. That's how bored we are. We're bored. We don't want to talk about Igish Fiontek winning a 33rd consecutive match. 34th? I think maybe it's 34 this morning. 34 consecutive matches. We don't want to do that. Congrats to her. I mean, it's amazing. She can play Coco Golf in the final on Saturday. It'd be wonderful. Coco's got a semifinal coming up. We're bored. So we're watching golfing football players mm. and trying to make it seem like it matters whether Lamar Jackson is OTAs or not. It does not. No matter how hard you try reasonable folk uh, my buddy spencer from baltimore beatdown was like well the reason you know he's, he's showing uh, some of greg roman's playbook from a few years ago he's like this is the reason why um you know some more practice time would ha stop 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 it does not matter you keep trying to do this it does not matter it has nothing to do with whether the Ravens will make a run to the Super Bowl this season or not. Nothing. Zero. Zero. And we know that because we know who's won the Super Bowls before and we know who's been or not been at OTAs or who's been hurt in the offseason and has still been fine. We know that a year ago the Rams picked up two players in the middle of the season that ended up being massively key contributors to them winning a Super Bowl. And you know what? They weren't with the Rams during OTAs. Von Miller helped the Rams win a Super Bowl a year ago? Did Odell Beckham help the Rams winning the Super Bowl a year ago? Were they sure at did. OTAs? Sure did. Were they at Rams OTAs? Uh, at, maybe at their respective They might have been at their the own game. OTAs, but they weren't at the Rams OTAs. Does not matter. Stop it. Just say you're bored. It's okay. Just say I'm bored. I wish there was a football game to talk about. I love football, and so I'm desperate. 
You're bored. That's all there is. You're just bored. And you want it to be football season, and it's not. I understand. I wish football season was all year round, too. Trust me. Doing the, I got to listen to these idiots talk about the golf thing. For the record, uh, Josh Allen threw a, threw a pass into Charles Barkley's head. Who cares? And Brady had the oh my God. Lombardi yeah, on his yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was giving Josh Allen a Josh Allen had Brady, <laughs> the, the combine photo, where Brady is a little you know overweight from 1999 or whatever it was. So that's how our, uh, our evenings went, Glenn. That's what I did with my Wednesday night. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It's come to – thank God Sherman Reed is calling right now. Thank God I can talk about anything other than football players playing golf. Anything at all. Also coming up a little bit later on this morning. Weekend at Bookies. We do it every other Thursday. Weekend at Bookies. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. We're going to help you get ready for the weekend of actual sports. Like the NBA Finals, which get underway tonight. Although I'm also sick of talking about whether or not Steph Curry is... Like all the anybody all anybody wants to talk about are Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. The NBA Finals are getting underway tonight, and the entire conversation in the world of basketball is was was Kevin Durant or Steph Curry more valuable to the Warriors teams of a few years ago? God, we are a bored society. We are so bored. We'll talk about that on Weekend at Bookies a little bit later on. Every other Thursday morning for Weekend at Bookies. Every Tuesday morning uh, for Simply the Bets. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. This weekend, Coppin State back in the NCAA baseball t- baseball tournament. They travel down to Greenville to be part of the Greenville Regional. They will open against East Carolina tomorrow afternoon. Joining us now, the head coach of the Eagles, Coach Sherman Reed, with us on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time for us, and congratulations. Glenn, really appreciate it, man. Happy to be on with you this morning. Coach, can you take me through? That was uh, some some high drama in the MEAC championship, huh? Too high, man. I'm, I got to be <laughs> careful, man. I almost got tossed two times, man. The pressure was on. I, I had to tame myself. A couple of the guys had to come over and say, Coach, we need you, man. Settle down. We got you, Coach. We got you. And they, they had me, man. I tell you what, there was a couple of times in that deciding game uh, where we were on our heels, really in trouble against a very tough, tough Delaware State team. But the guys prevailed, and the offense has led us all year. And, and that big 8-1, uh, ninth, top of the ninth, was able to relieve us and take some of the pressure off. So you were, you were down 11-10 going into the ninth inning of the deciding game in the MEAC tournament. What, what Listen, do you... man, it was, it was 11-8 going into the, the eighth, eighth, eighth inning. Oh, my. one lead, yeah. And we we got the big two out uh, single to close the gap by a really good talented junior uh, transfer and uh, Mr. Brian Nicholas that got us to to close that gap from three to to one run going into the ninth and then they had had a couple of, of really good arms still in the bullpen so uh, it, it got really scary for us going in the ninth tra- trailing by one run. So what is what what do you say? As a as a coach in that situation, like, do you do you have to have a rallying speech? Do you just trust your guys? They understand the moment. Like, what does it look like in a in a in a dugout or coming off the field when you're in a situation like that and your season's on the line? Yeah, I think uh, I got to give credit to the hitting coach. I know that I saw the guys around a huddle 
with the hitting coach Zasa Ball. I didn't know what what was the message Zasa Ball was giving them as we we came up to bat in top of the ninth. But I later found out that with what the hitting coach told the guys were, "Hey man, I smell a big inning. I smell hmm. a big inning," and we were really rolling rolling into the top part of our lineup where we have all of our potent batters. Uh, so as a as a head coach, I liked our chances, you know, being down by one run. And then Matt Day, who has the one local guy that we have, we only have two Marylanders on this team. Matt Matt Day led off with a triple. You know, he's the fastest kid on the team. We're we're ranked 11th in the country in, in total stolen bases. And when Matt led off with that triple, uh, we knew that. Worst case, we we were gonna go fourth extra innings because we were gonna find a way to get Matt home ninety feet away. So when Matt tripled, man, I think that triple really took the pressure off all of our offense, and then the guys were loose and and, and continue to do the things that they've done this whole season, and that is giving us good quality abs. Uh, and I'm here to tell you it was sparked by that triple by Matt Day. Yeah, and then look, the rest is history. First time in the NCAA tournament since 1995 for Coppin State. Coach Sherman Reed with us here on GCR. Um, Coach, what does that mean to you? Like, you know, you've been there for over a decade now, and it, being the baseball coach at Coppin State can't be the easiest job in the country. There's just no way that that's the case. Um, what does it mean to you, all of the work you guys have put in now for over a decade and, and trying to build this thing for it to have finally paid off and for you to be playing in the NCAA tournament? And, and, you, and you're right. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people feel that, you know, Coppin State, West Baltimore, uh, some of the crime and, you know, being a small school, but we flipped that because Baltimore is still one of the best places to visit, you know, as a guy that has visited uh, states and cities and, and countries all over the world in my prior uh, life as, as in corporate sales, that there is a lot to preach present and promote about Baltimore City. It really is. And I think that it started with the presentation and putting together a really good recruiting presentation for the kids. We're batting probably, uh, Glenn, 82% kids accepting our offer when they step foot on the campus wow. of Coppin State. Wow. It's a beautiful campus, man, with all of the buildings going up, our science and technology building our health and human services building, our college of business building is going up right there on the corner of Warwick and North Avenue. When we get a kid to step foot on our campus, we're in the low 80s in terms, we're going to get that kid. And the, this this championship was really for all those kids eight, nine years ago when they come to Coppin. And we were, we were struggling, man. We were really struggling. Um, you know, we, we had a low roster. I think my first year we had 11 guys on a, on a roster. Um, 11 guys was my first year. Uh, but as we started turning the corner and winning, then the quality of the recruits increased. We started really uh, knocking out some, some big-time recruits and blue chippers that we were in in a battle for some of the schools with, with more established winning programs we were up against. But they trusted that as a freshman, you'd get a chance to play right away. And it's all about getting on the field 
and playing at the Division One level, not just being on a roster. So we took all those things into consideration. Once we turned the corner, started winning, then the recruiting part got a little easier, quite honestly. And like I said, our facilities are spectacular, man. Our physical education complex is just slightly over 12, 12 years old. Um, you know, the kids got a world-class training center, a world-class director of training, uh, and, 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 and the fact that the kids are big, strong. Uh, we've got indoor facilities, uh, awesome batting caves. We've got a turf field there in the center of campus that we use for practice. So we got, we got a lot of things going for us. We just needed that vehicle to share it and promote it. And, and once we started winning on top of that, then quite honestly, the recruiting part did get a little easier for us. Uh, and, and here you are now, MEAC champions and in the NCAA tournament. Um, uh, Coach, I, I, I want to talk about one of your guys. Uh, kind of nice to have like a little Shohei Otani on your, uh, on your roster, right? Tell me a little bit about Jordan Hamburg and what he's done for you sort of as an all-around player. Yeah, Jordan Hamburg is clearly one. And I'm so happy for Jordan. Jordan had, we were, up in a, we were in an uphill battle getting this kid out of the 2000 and. 20 class, 19 class, 20 class, the 2020 class, because this kid had a lot of other offers on the table. But um, it, to, to get a kid with the talent of a Jordan Hamburg, that all he does is go out there and take the ball and get you wins. I mean, he in his sophomore year now, as a true sophomore, he's got the uh, school's record for strikeouts. Uh, the kid goes out there, fan the side, one, two, three, and then he goes and gets a couple of Gatorade, and then he goes to the bat rack to go lead off an inning as a DH guy. Hmm. So that when you look at all of the taxation uh, that this kid carries uh, and to put up the numbers offensively and then do, what the th- do the things he's doing on the mound is just amazing. And, again, it goes towards how well-conditioned our guys are our strength and conditioning uh, program. Jordan, right now, if this kid was playing at a low-level uh, pro ball, let's say uh, a single A, uh, low single A, high rookie ball, I think you would plug this kid in and can count on 350, a 320, 330 hitter with a high sl- uh, slugging percentage given how well this kid hits balls to the gap. And he's got a quick bat, and the ball just jumps off his bat. The kid can go yard, off field straight away. And if you try to cheat on him, he'll pull the ball. To have a kid with the talent of a Jordan Hamburg at Coppin just opened the door for more top baseball uh, players to consider Coppin. And we're just happy on a national scale that they now know who he is. I mean, this kid has a chance you know, being one of the finalists for the national award as top top two way player in yeah. the country with the John Olerud Award. That's remarkable. I mean, it's one of the five finalists for the uh, John Olerud Award, which is given the top two way player in the, in the entire and all of college baseball, which is really incredible. Um, uh, uh, Coach, you know, uh, Coppin State and their history knows a thing or two about pulling off NCAA tournament upsets. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if maybe you had the guys watch like the On and Coppin documentary to to try to teach them a little bit about the history of this. But Glenn, how did you know we did that, man? <laughs> we did that. That seems like smart. Weeks ago, we did that. It seems smart, man. You got to make them believe. How, how how does it happen? How do you go down there tomorrow, 
facing one of the best programs in the entire country in East Carolina. And, and how do you get your kids to believe they can? And then what does it take to pull something like this off? You, you know what, Glenn? This, you know, I've been, I've been telling media outlets for the last week now, nothing that this team does or achieve great on this trip, this journey uh, into the regionals, is going to surprise anybody on this team. It's just not. Uh, we've seen this team do some great things. What what this team is not afraid of are the letters on the front chest of the opposition. And it started when we opened the season against a great Pal Baptist uh, University, and all they've done is won their conference to our last three years, and we went there and battled them in a three-game series. The key is for the guys to be able to control their adrenaline. They, they're going to be able to control the emotions, and it, it, it may take us an inning or two. But after that, it'll be baseball as usual. And we, we've told the guys, don't try to hit the 5-1 homer. Don't try to throw a pitch 200 miles per hour. What, in a sense, we're telling them, don't, don't try to do the impossible. Relax, let the game come to you. Stay with the quality at that. I mean, we wanted the more disciplined teams. Uh, in the country in terms of knowing the strike zone and staying away from the pitcher's tough pitch and making them hit the plate. And you hit the plate against this team, this team's going to hit you, and we got a pretty potent lineup. Mm -hmm. So really, you know, we're just trying to have the guys understand that in the big scheme of things, it's nothing but a baseball game. And sure, the first couple of innings are going to probably be trying from as the guys try to get control of their emotions, including the coaching staff. Right. But after that, after that, man, you're going to see a good brand of baseball. We run the bases really well. Uh, we execute the small ball when we need to, and our pitchers compete in the strike zone. That's the kid. And and we're the leading team in, in fielding. We set a school record for field, fielding. We field the baseball as well. So it's going to be a good contest, man. It's going to be a good contest for us, and we're right for it and ready for it. A Towson alum an alum of of or, or, or a, a man you what makes this so cool to me coach is that this 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 means more to you like you're one of us right like th this is this is a personal thing for you when you talk about baltimore like i can hear it in your voice how much it means to you to have led coppin state to the NCAA baseball tournament it, it maybe more so than if you had been at another school right it's... And and it, and it does, and I, you know, as I had a chance when the uh, uh, when the position opened at uh, Towson four years ago, and the bottom line is, I love the I love that that black and gold of Towson had had a great 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 time my my four years four and a half years there at at uh, Towson, but at the at the same time, I'm born and raised in West Baltimore. Right, right. You know, it's like we walked through Coppin. On our way to walks to go to Mondarmin Mall, we walked to the old Coppin Center to watch some of uh, Frank Mitchell's great teams. Where you know, when I was a young kid, we those things stick with me. Being Baltimore born and bred, my uh, sister-in-law is alumni. My baby sister is an alumni of of Coppin. It's like, man, we we love Coppin State. I mean, That's I awesome. love Coppin State. And it just, it, you know, I'm, I still need to be pinched to, to, to wake me up from what sometimes still feels like a dream because of the hard work and grind. And to get here 
and to have a chance, I, I think you have a legitimate chance to go there and play with anybody and come out with a win or two or three if you ask the coaching staff because we, we truly believe it. But it, it was a long time coming, and the community of West Baltimore, the school, the institution that really supports baseball, starting at the top with Dr. Jenkins and our great athletic director, Mr. Carter, this was for them. This championship. That's awesome. Uh, Coach, I'm uh, so happy for you. Can't wait to see what your guys can do this weekend. It starts tomorrow, 1 o'clock on ESPN Plus, as they take on Mighty East Carolina. Go get them this weekend. Shock the world. Make some history. And let's chat again after you do. Coach, congratulations. Thank you for taking My the time. My pleasure, for us. Glenn. Always, always a pleasure listening to you, man, by the way. And, uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you, Coach. Coach Sherman Reed, baseball coach at Coppin State. That is. A ten and a half, as local stories go. I'm not dunking on these guys now. I'm, we had our fun about it. I, pay attention to this type of stuff, man. I, 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 this is an amazing story. Kid who grew up in West Baltimore, played baseball at Towson, played for Billy Hunter. Now I got to lead Coppin State to the NCAA baseball tournament. That's an awesome it's story. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. an awesome story. And I get it. We we live in our own bubbles and we care about the things that we care about, man. I wish that we cared more passionately about the things that we have, right? Like I wish we spent more time going out to see local college and high school athletics. We like we'd rather watch the Washington Capitals, which we have nothing to do with whatsoever. I just wish. I, I, I'm not I'm not trying to preach. I'm not trying to shame. I just wish that we were like that. I wish that we embraced more stories like that. God, that story kicks in. Just hearing him talk about Baltimore the way that he did and what this means to him. Ah, oh, I got goosebumps listening to Sherman Reed this morning. Greatly enjoyed that. It's going to be tough. East Carolina is really good. Really, oh, really yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Always. Are. always. Uh, Zach uh, does some scouting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you got to watch East Carolina, but my they're God. not in my area, so okay. I, I didn't I didn't uh, right. see much of them this year. God, they're good. Uh, Maryland opens tomorrow night. They're at home, uh, obviously this weekend for their regional, and they play their first game tomorrow night down in College Park. I don't know if they're it's they put some temporary stands out in the outfield so they could get more people in for the regional, so they might still have the ability for you to come out and see it. Um, love me some college baseball, man. Uh, be watching a lot this weekend. All right, uh, today's show also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. I told you they've extended the seasonal menu, the spring seasonal menu, with the strawberry salmon salad and the baseball cut sirloin and the Cracker Jack Sunday and the opener, the flash fried pork belly with the Korean number two sauce. It all will be available until about mid-June. Get over to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill or get your order in, glorydaysgrill.com. We'll give Carson his first crack at Young Utes, then Richie Palacio, speaking of Towson baseball. A couple of Towson alums joining us this morning. Richie Palacios will join us as well. That's all on the way. Glenn Clark Radio. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MD Gambling help.org. 
The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. PressBox is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com to follow the show on instagram it's just glenn clark radio and to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait i don't think you're supposed to know about that one any hoodle take it away boys uh, back in here on glenn clark radio my apologies uh, uh joey ortiz we're gonna have to move him to next week I don't know what's going on this week, dude. Zach, I, I got a lot of it's my a lot fault. of que- it's my well, fault. The funny thing is, I've done the majority of the guest booking this uh-huh, week uh-huh. because you know I, it, it it's a tough thing to put on Zach, and I've got relationships with these folks, and <laughs> things have just fallen apart. Yeah. <laughs> it has been a hell of a week. Hopefully, Richie Palacios calls here in a few minutes. Uh, all right, we're gonna give Carson his first crack at it. We're bringing back this segment. It's uh, called Young Youths. We open it this way. <laughs> Even my whistling. I was going to say, I bet your throat. Even my whistling is off because of the allergies. Young Utes is uh, brought to you today by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, which I believe will return tonight. Stan's been a little little under the weather lately, uh, battling COVID. Uh, He's doing okay. That's the good news. But if you think I sound rough, Stan's been going through it too. Um, I think you guys are going to end up taking the week off on the bat around. Sounds like the plan. Yeah, Yeah, I know it's it's just been a, a tough week. Tough week. We got to start thinking about that with holidays in the future. These are tough weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But I believe the Stan the Fan Show will be back tonight. Um, Stan, every, typically, in a normal week, every Monday and Thursday doing shows for you on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com slash video. If you miss them, you can watch them the next day. So, Carson, you already told us you're 20 years old. 
So we believe you are plugged in with what young people are concerned about. However, you spent your night last night watching football players play golf. Clearly, I, young people like that. I young, refuse, I think, no, I think you found the that. two. I refuse to believe that's a thing for young people. <laughs> so you're preparing three things each week that young people are talking about, buzzing about, interested in in some way. Not just you, but broadly, yes. the young youths are interested in these topics. What do you have for us first this week? First off, uh, I mean, I don't know much about art, but I think everyone knows about the Mona Lisa. It's probably the most famous piece of art did see in this. the world. So it's, at, it's on display uh, at this museum called the Louvre in France, which is a very famous art museum. And this guy, who is probably about in his 20s, he disguised himself as an elderly woman. So he put a, like a wig on and put himself in a wheelchair. And the Mona Lisa has this big horde crowd of people around it at all mm -hmm. times trying to look at it, take pictures of it. But because he was supposed to be an elderly woman, woman in a wheelchair, you know, people are nice and they let him up to all the way to the front row. So he gets up to the front row right in front of the painting and there's no glass or anything. There's just a rope and a, like a guard. So he stands up out of the wheelchair, takes a big piece of cake mm -hmm. and throws it and hits a bullseye right in the middle of the painting. And so now there is, I don't know what they're going to do about that because it's a very old painting. I don't know anything well, about but, restoring arts. Well, I'm pretty sure that there's, I don't, I don't, I don't think they have it direct. I'm pretty sure I read that there's like some sort of something between the actual painting itself, like a, I don't know if it's glass or there's something that protects the painting. What was the point? See, that is what I failed to figure okay, out. Okay, that's not, that was what I would like to know. I, th I was, <laughs> see, I saw that it was some, it was a protest for climate change. That seemed, that was the one. Yeah, there's bulletproof glass in that, front of the go. painting. He so. could have just, you know, planted a tree or something, but instead. I, yeah. Apparently, yeah, it apparently had something to do with climate change. Yeah, that's, I read that it, that was like a protest and it was supposed to be a, like a publicity stunt to promote climate change and taking care and, and and every now and then you'll have something to do with it like you're just trying to like we're this is really about shocking an institution right like i just want to get attention for something and this will get me attention i got plenty of attention but i'm still not exactly sure what the point is like i i, I don't get it i i don't get it at all i, I don't care that <laughs> apparently the painting is going to be quite fine they They've got this glass in the front of it. It was this shocking thing, but he didn't actually touch the Mona Lisa itself, which makes all the sense in the world. Why would they leave the Mona Lisa exposed just out there for anyone to do this at any point? Um, so I, I get it. I've been, when I was in Paris, we went to the Louvre. We stand in that hours-long line in order to get in, and then we, we saw And I literally had this feeling of, like, it's a painting. Like, I understand that it's it's treated as the greatest work of art of all time, but like literally as I was standing in front of it, I thought to myself, like, it's painting. It's nice. It's it's painting. Look I, even better with some cake on it. I, I gotta be honest with you. At least it's, it's, it's edible now. This is what I'm maybe not the guy for this type of art. Because most of it I'm just like, that's yeah, nice. And you can't really explain to me why it's so much better than any other piece of art. <laughs> Isn't it small like, too? Isn't it supposed to be a pretty small painting? Uh, Smallish, I guess. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't really know. Twelve by eighteen. It seemed like it seemed like most other paintings to me. Like, but I, I, I hate being that guy. I just, I, I think it's an incredible talent. I think it's an unbelievable skill. I just don't know why the Mona Lisa. I, th I know why it's a more famous painting. I just don't know why it's a better painting than other paintings. I don't understand that art critics. I don't understand that at all. I know 
when a when like music is better than other music. I know when a television show. I understand why The Wire is better than you know Blackish. You know what I mean? Like I understand that. <laughs> I just don't understand how one piece of art is better or different than another piece of I, a painting. Well, I think part of it is because nobody knows what it's actually about, right? Like we don't know who the person in the picture is. There's a bit of mystery around it. I think that's oh, I learned okay. that like, I learned that in middle school. <laughs> okay. So, you So know, that makes it better? Maybe Object- objectively I don't know. better? I mean, like I could draw a picture of a woman and right. nobody would know who it is either, right. but I don't know. I'm All not. Right. All right, number 2. It did get a lot of attention this week. It, it did. It yes. did. And uh, I, I think this might have flew a little more under the radar, but there are a lot of people talking about this. So if you're familiar with horror movies, you know about The Conjuring. And this is not the house that it was filmed in, but the house that all these events in the movie are actually based on. And it's a house in Rhode Island, a little farmhouse. And it just sold a few days ago for a pretty big price tag, $1.525 million dollars a lady named Jacqueline Nunez bought it and she said she wants to keep it open to the public and so, she also said she's not scared of it which I think is a terrible move to say you're not where, scared where of it. is the house it's in Rhode Island it's in Rhode Island there's a youtuber his name is Josh and uh-huh. he's done uh he stayed overnight in it and everything he's pretty good friends with the family that used to own it I guess yeah, they it was sold like it the if you've pe- seen that they garden. said the people that used to own it were like ghost hunters yeah they were okay. and 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 uh and Josh did a little ghost hunting there those videos are awesome on YouTube if you get the, the chance to so check them out They're I never fantastic. watched The Conjuring I've right? either. Never I either I I don't know anything about it um there's a they, were, they did this with Buffalo Bill's house recently in Pennsylvania where somebody bought it in order to try it. I love the idea of turning these things into museums. And I know that because I went to the, the Christmas Story house one time when I was in Cleveland. Mm. And like I had to wait two hours. And on a summer morning, it was a Sunday morning, the Orioles were playing the Indians. Sorry, now the Guardians. Uh, the Orioles were playing the, the guard, guard Indians later that afternoon. And I was like, hey, in the morning, let's go to the Christmas Story house. And we got there at like 9 a.m. And they were like, well, the first time that we have available today is maybe we'd sneak in at 11 a.m. Because the tours on a summer morning were so packed to go see the Christmas Story house that I had to wait two hours in order to be able to see it. Every time I go to a city, I start looking up like, what movies do I like that were filmed in the city? What could I go see? I, I, I am that guy. I'm a mark for this. So I don't care at all about The Conjuring. This wouldn't be the thing that I would do. But this makes all the sense in the world to me. I, I would start like the if you told me I could go to the Home Alone house in Chicago, oh my God, there's I'd pay fifty dollars just to go in, <laughs> and it makes no sense. Hell, the thing in Cleveland, they only filmed the exterior shots there. The yeah. interior stuff was filmed on a soundstage in Los Angeles or in Canada, maybe. Um, but yet, I was desperate to go to the Christmas Story house. So I get this. I understand this move. I don't know how much the young people really care about it. Are they? Is the Conjuring big with like? It's it's a pretty big like. If I mean, I personally don't like those kind of movies, but young yeah. people that do like those kind of movies, the Conjuring is a very popular pick. And I know that these the, the videos that Josh did on YouTube were Are, yeah people, very popular. People really? also really like to watch like haunted house people spending nights yeah there's a story of like a lake in georgia that's legit haunted and like every summer like more people die like Like it just and people keep just keep going there and the the fish they pull out of it are like they they've scientifically like five times bigger than they should be i don't know where the name of the lake is i gotta look that up uh it's in like northern georgia i know exactly what you're talking about but these videos with josh too if you watch them there's like doors opening and like sound he can he can hear people um saying his name and stuff like that well the story touching him so if you believe it or not but the story of like the family that I mean, you can believe it if you want, but the story of the the actual family that lived there in the seventies, some of the stuff that they claim happened is pretty. It's, it's like wild. They, they like green, like slime, like yeah. running down doors, and like 
just cr- yeah, crazy stuff. And like pigs, like with they're like walking on Jesus. legs. Didn't, on the didn't their dog get murdered or something like that? that and, and then yeah. they also said that like one, they the mother claims, or I think mother, the mother or the father, one of the parents claims that they went to bed and that their spouse was already sleeping and they were like floating like five feet away. Yeah. Yeah. bed, that's not, sleeping. But that's not true. That didn't actually yeah, happen. Well, you never know. It's no, no, interpretation. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll put up with y'all MFers watching football players golf. We're not going to pretend. Oh, that's better. Like that's <laughs> real. By the way, uh, Lake Lanier is the oh, name yeah, of the lake it, in, in Georgia. Uh, and this is one of my favorite tweets of all time. This is from at Big Body Bay. <laughs> if you tell me you're going to Lake Lanier, I'm going to take that as a suicide attempt. If you invite me, I'm going to take that as a threat. Yeah, there's like 91 kids who have died there since like the 50s. It's it's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah, I've read about this last year. It's terrible. A 20-year-old passed away last weekend. Yeah. And like literally oh, really? wow. every response is just like, y'all know what you're doing. You're choosing to go. People say they get like pulled underwater. Like that's what happens. Like they're, they're swimming and then someone just grabs them from the ankle and just pulls them under. That's what they've said. I don't I know. I feel like there was somewhere around here that was consistent. I'm trying to think. There was... We would always when I would go to New Orleans, I'd always choose to stay in this one uh, hotel that was considered haunted mm-hmm. because I just really like the hotel. Yeah. Um. And I remember like one time we were going, and a buddy of mine was like, "You're staying in a haunted hotel." I'm like, <laughs> "It's not actually haunted. Mm. It's just the way." It, and like he would not. <laughs> like he said, "I will literally find another hotel to stay at while you all can stay in this haunted hotel." I'm like, "It's just a hotel, man. It's fine." Would not stay there. All right. And number three, uh, I think this is like the biggest. This is what everyone's talking about. I think of all ages. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial concluded yesterday, and Johnny Depp came out on top, won a big settlement, and Amber Heard also did win uh, a countersuit of like I think two million dollars. Yeah. So it was yeah. fifteen million dollars for Johnny Depp, two yeah. million dollars for Amber Heard. I, I I don't I haven't talked about this at all just because like it. I got to be honest with you. It's almost disturbing to me how much attention we paid to this. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy and. And it's more disturbing how much we're co-opting this trial to fit our own generalizations that we want to make about the state of society. That, yeah. like, because Johnny Depp won a trial, that means that we sh- that, that all women are are making up stories. I don't I don't like anything about this. I like it was cheeky when we were making fun of like her pooping in the bed and like we were all <laughs> having fun with it, but it's almost disturbing to me. I don't know, man. I, I, I hope that that whatever happened, the truth came out. I, I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't like how much attention this got and how we're using it to fit our own narratives about society as a whole, the Me Too movement. I if 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 this woman really said untrue things about Johnny Depp, then I, I'm glad he was able to present that in front of a we're gonna have to turn the tennis off. Y'all are staring at the TV. Y'all are. Oh, I'm 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 very focused on Amber Heard right now and Johnny Depp you're, because you've been I, doing it all morning. Listen, again. But all morning you've been doing. If, if you Googled Amber Heard's uh, net worth yesterday, someone like edited it so it would come up as negative eight million. I mean, it's it's all fun and games at this point. You say that, except it's not. It's except not. People uh, are really using it to say like, you know, this, women make this stuff up all the time. Like I, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable with the broad brushes that we're painting with because of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial man mm-hmm. like I I hate it I don't really care about either one I, I like Johnny Depp's movies some of them as as much as anybody else did I'm I'm not an obsessed Johnny Depp fan 
I certainly not an obsessed Amber Heard fan. I think we spent way too much time with this thing as a country. I think as a society, like I read somewhere where like video game streamers decided to start streaming about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. They got millions of views, like 15-year-olds talking about Johnny Depp and Amber. I'm like, what? This goes. What is this country? What are we? When are they going to play golf in a tournament? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like, who are we as a society that this is what we're doing? There's got to be a better way for us to spend our time. I think people just love drama. Yeah, that's. I think that's one thing we can definitely. We pro- that was priority obvious, but after this, I think we can definitely conclude. People in this country. Now I will love admit, I will drama. admit I other people's drama. When I was yeah. introduced to the the show The Staircase on Netflix, I quickly ate that thing up. Man. Sounds like Watch a haunted it. house. No, it's a story about uh, Michael Peterson, the author. This okay. is a famous story from years ago that I'd forgotten about, where his wife was found dead at the bottom of a staircase, and there was a trial to try to determine whether or not he assaulted her and pushed her down the staircase, or whether she fell down the staircase on her own. Mm. And it was captivating, man. It was one of the most captivating things I've ever seen. I don't know how captivating this was versus just celebrity at the center of it, right? Like, that's, that's, I feel like this was just a celebrity thing. And because these people are super famous, we were obsessed with it. I, I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't have a, I don't have a big picture thing to say about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I hope, I hope they got this right. I hope. That the truth is ultimately what matters in most situations. I hope that we are careful. I do think that we should believe women and and allow them to tell their stories. But I do think that those things also have to be held up under at least the smallest amount of skepticism, right? Like, there has to be an amount of critical thinking. Hey, if the evidence portrays something else, we've got we to gotta deal with that in reality. Whether we like the person or not, we've... There, Truth has to matter. Fact has to matter. And we struggle with that a great deal in this country. I'm not sure if you yeah. heard. We're not good at handling truth and fact in uh, Los Estados Unidos anymore. So, <laughs> I liked a I tweet yesterday that said, if I never hear about Johnny Depp or Amber Heard again, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, that's sort of the way that I feel about <laughs> it, honestly. Like, I honestly... I, I had somebody message me last night, like, dude, have you been watching? No! My favorite no. part was, was it, the, the trial came to a close and they... You know, they, they presented the verdict and then NBC News like a half hour after everyone had reported it put breaking in all caps that you know Johnny Depp won the suit and I was like I don't know if any of us care anymore like this happened a half hour ago what, whatever it was it definitely wasn't the worst tweet of the day uh, that belonged to ABC News it's, oh did you see this I did not I did not uh, sad news that Marion Barber passed away yesterday yeah former Cowboys running back ABC News at ABC on Twitter Sent the following tweet. Just in, Marion Barber III, the former Dallas Cowboys running back, who scored plenty of touchdowns without recording a 1,000-yard season, has died. Oh, my God. The team said Wednesday. He was 38. What are we doing? What are we doing? What in the F are we doing? What in the world is going on? Oh, they sent another one out this morning, four hours ago. What they send? They said Marion Barber, the former Dallas Cowboys running back, who is fourth in franchise history with forty-seven rushing touchdowns, has died. He was thirty-eight. I don't know why we need to put his his stats in the. Uh, 
What, what, I mean, what? In this in at all? I mean, it doesn't matter. This is no, like absolutely. Adam Schefter when Dwayne Haskins passed away. I was away. just about to say. Yeah. How are we not capable? Like, how are we so detached from humanity that, that anyone? And I don't know who runs the ABC News Twitter account. How is anyone incapable of just saying, "Hey, read this again, Charlie"? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what, what are we doing here? Why is it not just as simple as? Former Cowboys running back. Right. right. Marion Barber has passed away. Why is this so difficult? I don't understand any of that. Makes no sense, man. Makes no sense. All right, that's Young Utes. Good start, Carson. Good start. Thank you. We're having a day. We're having a day. We're scheduled to chat with Richie Palacios. Hopefully that'll happen. I have not received that call. If not, it's... I don't know. It might be. These guys might dance. I have no idea. <laughs> wow. Well, it's not going to be me. This has been maybe the most difficult week we've ever had in the history of this show. Uh, today's show brought to you by... I'm so, I, I have to laugh because I don't know how else to handle what is going on here. Brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox. Final... Um, couple of weeks for you to pick up this print issue of press box which is available for free at your neighborhood royal farms any of the hundreds of locations around town when you find press box read it all pressboxonline.com on the cover you find one adley rutschman go get it right now print issue of press box at your neighborhood royal farms hopefully richie palacios next glenn clark radio Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash-fried pork belly with our popular Korean number 2 sauce, and take a bite out of the Crunch Burger topped with home-run sauce, white American cheese, and house-made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball-cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressbox sports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio so join us live on the bat around every saturday from 10 a.m to noon right here at press box sports 
The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. The Guardians come to town this weekend, and what's really cool about that is that will mean that this man will be back in the area. He is a former Towson Tiger, and he just made his Major League debut about a month ago. He is an infielder for the Cleveland Guardians. He's Richie Palacios, and he's with us now here on GCR. Richie, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you again, man. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on settling into the big leagues, man. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Richie, can you just take me back, right? Like, your your goal, I know it's been a few weeks since you first got there, but when you did, looking around, taking it all in, your journey to get to that point, it's still not something that a lot of Towson baseball players have accomplished in their life. What did it mean to you to know for the rest of your life, and I know you want to accomplish more things, but no matter what, you will have be able to say forever you're a Major League Baseball player. Yeah, it was it was definitely an awesome feeling. I mean, being able to to be out in the on the field and look around and and see some guys that you like grew up um, watching and now you're competing against them has been awesome. But I guess I attest all that to just the hard work and the sacrifices that my coaches and my parents have all put into me. So it was a great experience to be able to experience it myself, but for also for those people that have helped support me to experience it as well. What is it? Do you have a sense for what? Why were you able to get there? When I say a lot of ta- a lot of kids, you know this. A lot of kids that play at Towson, the majority of them will never get this opportunity. What did it take for this to work out for you? For you to be able to do it? Well, I feel like it was always it's what I always wanted to do, and I knew what it would take. Um, obviously, being able to have parents and uh, and my uncle play, they're telling me the steps that I need to take, but. Just being able to do all the extra things, extra hard work. I remember plenty of times where I was doing um, above and beyond on off days and things that I felt I needed to do in order to become the player I wanted. So being able to look back on that um, and and see that all those things that I did um, and all the people that have helped me through that um, has definitely paid off. He is Richie Palacios. He's with us here. You know, it's funny. I'm so used to it. I, I referred to you as an infielder for the Guardians. That's not been the case for a little while. Um, can you take me through, because it's just, it's been a couple years since we chatted with you, how this, when did you start moving into the outfield and how long did it take for you to get comfortable out there? Uh, yeah, I started playing outfield at the beginning of last season, um, in double A, probably once, twice a week. Um, and I've been continuing to do that throughout that entire season. And then I played solely outfield in the fall league, um, pretty much preparing to get comfortable, um, to make an opportunity uh, like I have now. So I definitely got comfortable after the fall league. Uh, I feel comfortable out there now, and, and it just adds to my game. I mean, it, it certainly makes you even more versatile than you already were, which was significantly versatile to begin with. Um, do, do you feel like that's the thing that can keep you like at, at the major league level now moving forward is, my God, how many positions can you play on the field, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely has. I mean, I know that's what the, the game is kind of forming into is guys that can play multiple positions. It just adds versatility and, and helps with matchups and all the other things. So seeing that with a lot of major leaguers and seeing guys that have been able to make careers out of that, um, 
gives me confidence to continue to do it um, and help my, my career further. All right. The Guardians come to Baltimore this weekend. Richie, I know this is not your home, of course. You're originally from New York. But what is this going to mean? I can only imagine how many friends, former teammates, people that you know from Towson are going to be out there this weekend. I don't know if you got to go to games at all at Camden Yards while you were, you were playing here. You guys were pretty busy uh, during that time. But what is it going to mean to you being back around so many people that, that I know love you and are excited for you this weekend? Yeah, it's, it's going to be an awesome experience for sure. I mean, those guys were all like close, and they still are like close friends, close teammates, and, and coaches. So they all played a part in this. I mean, everyone that I played with or played for, like they all – help me um, get to where I am and, and help support me. So it's going to be awesome to see all those guys. Um, I know they, they've been texting me and they're extremely excited. So I'm just able to, I'm just happy to be able to, to come back and, and experience that with them. It's really cool, man. It's, it's a really cool thing. What's the best thing? What, what did Towson specifically, what did your time there teach you? How did that specific time help mold you to get to this point? Oh, definitely. It just taught me um, that, like, you don't have to to go to the biggest school to uh, to get recognized. And it taught me, like, what when you put your hard work in, and and if you produce, like, truly doesn't matter where you are and what school you're at, because they will still find you. And and I feel like that's one thing I can say, like, that I tell kids today. It's like go somewhere where you're gonna play, and you know that you're gonna be able to. To, to get in the lineup and, and be able to play because that's the only way that if you want to play pro, that's the only way they can see you. So that that definitely um helped me do that going to Towson. You know, you, you mentioned your family. I, I don't know if people are familiar that your uncle played in the bigs. What 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 is what is it maybe the one thing that perhaps like he taught you growing up that stayed with you the most as you've been on your journey? Oh man, he's taught me so much. Um I'd say one thing it's just just like not being distracted, like staying disciplined within um, on the field and off the field, staying disciplined, not being distracted um, by the things around you, but just keeping your eyes on that one goal you have and, and working towards that um, consistently without uh, even looking up, just keeping your head down and working hard. And, and those are things I still um, still practice today. Are you competitive with him at all? Like, did you, you know, like go back and say, hey, hey, Unc, it took you like a couple more games than I did to get your first hit. Like, are you that, do you have that type of relationship with him? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't try. I still get my uncle or my brother because <laughs> they, they are, they have helped me so much and definitely a reason why, like, I'm able to be successful currently and, and in the past. Like, they've literally walked this out with me. So, like, I don't try to talk him yet. Maybe, maybe yet, like Christmas dinner one time, but, but that's about it. You know, I was going to say, I, I haven't talked, we haven't got your, your brother Josh. Like, that, the moment hasn't happened yet. I know he was banged up. Like, what, hey, you guys haven't played against each other yet, have you? Not in professional, no. So, what will that moment be like for you? Like, what, I, I don't even know, like, when, when, uh, if you've even done the math to look at when it could happen. What will that be like for you when you get that opportunity? Yeah, I, I can't wait for that moment to happen. I mean, I know it would be so exciting just to, to be on the same field as him, um, like on his team or against his team. And I just feel like that would be a great moment for, for my parents because they, like I said, they sacrificed so much and they've pretty much supported us through all. 
And I feel like that'll be the best moment ever for them to be able to see each other, playing against each other, and it'll be just a great time to be able to to talk trash across the diamond and, and then compete against right? uh, my older brother who helped me so much. And it's a pretty, it's a hell of a family story, man. It's incredible what you guys have done, and 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 like and firefighters in your family too, right? You guys have done a little bit of everything. Uh, the yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw a moment the other day, um, you know, former Terp Jose Quas made his major league debut and I was, I was watching some of the coverage and I, and I saw you going over and taking pictures with him and I just didn't do the math that you guys were both Brooklyn kids. Um, can you tell me about that relationship and what it meant to you to see him? Another guy that we like from around these parts because he was a Terp, what it meant for you to see him and everything he's had to go through for him to also be able to make his major league debut. Yeah, his story is so special, like, so special. I mean, growing up in New York City, he was, like, the best, like, shortstop in high school. And, like, th- those are the guys that we would go all the games and look up to. Committed to Maryland and went there and did extremely well. Like, we're still looking up to him. Those are the guys we're following. Like, as drafted as a position player, converse to pitcher. And, like, crazy because his younger brother went to talk to him with me, Alex, and we were college roommates, and he was, like, the pitcher in the family. He didn't end up playing professional baseball, extremely good, but he didn't play. And low after his brother was converted to pitcher, like Alex is pretty much his pitching coach. And Jose, like I seen him like work tirelessly um, in New York City, just trying to figure out exactly what his mold is and how to become a great pitcher, working with Alex's younger brother. And it's amazing to see like all the work and hours they put in, like it truly paid off to see him out here on a major league field. So it was, it was a crazy experience and it was amazing that he was able to debut um, while I was there. That's really cool. What a story. Um, And I was just so excited to just print when he got called up. I was so excited and I was excited to see him as well. I know Jersey swaps are a thing in football. Do you guys do that in baseball at all? Do you try to like, you know, get it, get somebody's Jersey that means something to you? Uh, yeah, I mean, It'll be hard to do it during the season, but yeah. definitely I know after the season when we ask for a couple of jerseys, that's definitely a jersey swap that I'm going to do. That's cool, man. That's really, really cool. Uh, Richie Palacios, just another minute hit with him here as the Guardians come to Baltimore this weekend, former Towson star. Richie, I mean, you're hitting 326. Is there a part of you that's like, I better be hitting 326 because I know how this math works. I know the business of baseball. If I'm not lighting the, ripping the cover off the ball, they might send me back down again at some point. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just I just go out there with the same mentality. Um, I don't like to think about like playing just to not get sent down or anything. I know that like if I just play confidently and and play, I'll, I'll have success with quality at bats and playing good defense. So I don't get too caught up in all the other stuff. I know that if I just go out there and play my game, that I'm going to do well. No, I mean it's it's been incredible so far. We we ask you to take it easy on us this weekend, um, but I know you won't. I understand that won't be. Yeah, the there's no no promises, no promises. <laughs> hey Richie, uh, uh, seriously, and by the way, uh, what 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 are the things you've kept so far? Like, what are the tokens? Did you get the first the first hit? What what all what all have you been able to keep um, from your first accomplishments in Major League Baseball? Uh, my first hit ball, I have um, all the 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 jersey, the hat, everything I wore that first game was authenticated. So I was able to keep those as well. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm definitely giving all that to my parents. For That's sure. awesome, man. 
That's awesome. It's so cool. Richie, I, I can only imagine how many phone calls you've got from uh, folks at Towson asking you to maybe consider donating a little bit more of late. Um, it's an incredible story for all of us locally, seeing your success and how you've done this. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. No worries. Thanks for having me, Ben. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Richie Palacios. Um, really awesome story. Uh, kid that came to Towson. It's not again. It's not as if no one has ever made that jump. Bruce Zimmerman, for example, uh, once played at Towson and sure. is now a pitcher for the Baltimore's. He ended up transferring from Towson and going somewhere else. It was a small school in North Carolina. Oh, do you remember what it was called? Mount, no, but was it, it was Mount Olive. Mount Olive. Is that's that what it was? It. That's, that's what, what it was. I thought. Mount yeah. Olive that he ended up at. That's what it was. So it's not as if no one's done it. It's not unprecedented. We talked about Casper Wells in the past, but it's rare. It is it's, definitely rare. It's still very rare, and. Boy, you know, I, I know you've got some connections there. Like, I was going to say, connections to both the team and the school. Right? So like, <laughs> th- th- this, uh, this is a world's – I mean, can you, can you tell can – you, can you talk? I don't know if you can even say what you I, – no, I, I mean, I, I do work for the Guardians, and uh, I, I do, do good at Towson currently and will have gone to Towson as of next year. So, so it's very I, much a world's colliding yeah, moment it, it, for, it is. for Zach here this morning. It is. We had Richie Palacios call in. It's a – again, like we were talking about with Shemarit, it's just a really cool story. It it's is. It's a yeah. really – cool story of someone who someone might say really overcoming odds like his entire family is baseball players fine but he still wasn't getting offers to go to miami or florida state or you know texas or mississippi state or the he was going to towson and it became a third-round pick, which yes. is an incredible accomplishment for Towson. I mean, and, and yes, he certainly had the advantage of the bloodline, right? Like he certainly right. not, not Roman Reigns, but you know what I mean. Like he certainly <laughs> had the advantage of of this is the way the world operates. I mean, you know, the Palacios kid, you know who his uncle is, right? Like that that definitely it helped him. There's definitely. no question that that's true. But he still had to go do the work, yeah, and yeah. more work because he was doing it. In the CAA. And his brother came out of Auburn, so that's another great right. you know, example of why um, it's it's incredible that a guy like this went to a small school, has ended up in the third round, and then had all the success. I mean, if you look at his numbers throughout the minor leagues, they're fantastic across the board. I mean, he was always a contact first bat who just rose quickly because of how good he was. And, and it's it's going to be exciting to watch him. I, I can't wait to, to – I'll be there tomorrow in Baltimore to see him, so uh, – and That's cool. See the Guardians play the OSL. I'm, I'm going to be there tomorrow night, and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them for the oh, first I mean, time. If you're, a, if you're a Towson fan, I'm not encouraging you to root for the Guardians, but if you're a Towson fan, I might have to. <laughs> it, well, I mean, you obviously <laughs> it's a little bit different for you. Um, but if you're a Towson fan, there's absolutely every reason to want to go out of your way to get to definitely, the ballpark definitely. this weekend. I, I get. Hang on, let me do the math on this. Zimmerman would pitch on Sunday, right? That could be the case. I know Shane Bieber is going for the Guardians. But hang on. We, we so can, I'm excited we, to see that. Wait, wait, wait. Zimmerman pitched game one. I'm going to try to find this out. Hang on a second. We, we know when Zimmerman. Zimmerman got r- roughed up. He pitched on on Monday, correct? Um, I believe it yes. was Monday. Monday. Yeah, so, Boston, yes. so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He would actually pitch again on Saturday, wouldn't he? Orioles have to be determined listed. But, uh, but, but, but if... That would work out as far as it the would, there's there's no other reason to think the math checks out the math checks yeah the out. math checks out that he would pitch on Saturday right so you have an opportunity to see a Towson pitcher yeah, yeah. pitch against a Towson hitter and little known fact Jim Palmer did not actually play at Towson but he he that went is, to Towson is, in nineteen like sixty something um <laughs> but like that you don't get to see that every day like Saturday is something really if you're a Towson fan. 
there could be something happening in Baltimore on Saturday that I don't know. I, I, there's no way that's ever happened. I, I would be surprised. I'd be very shocked. I would really I, like yeah. to know. I, who it I is. just can't think of any of the pitchers that, like, I mean, Casper Wells played in the bigs for a while. Sure, so sure. if there was a Towson pitcher that was, I mean, obviously, John Sherholtz is the most famous Towson alum in baseball, of course, is now in the Baseball Hall of Fame um, because he was general manager. Sure. Um, Stadium's named after him, so. Yes. It's awesome. Uh, was partially responsible for keeping the program alive. I think a lot of people forget that we are. Basically, just over a decade removed from Towson baseball nearly being utterly shut down. Like they had canceled yeah. Yeah. baseball as a sport at Towson, and then it was saved um, in the aftermath. So there have been six pitchers to pitch for Towson uh, over the years that have gone to the major leagues. Taylor Clark, uh, who actually made an appearance this year uh, for the Kansas City Royals. He's pitched in 19 games for Kansas City this year. We should should look into getting Taylor Clark on there. I don't know know about that at all. He transferred to Charleston, Charleston, South Carolina, um, and got drafted in 2015. Uh, We have Chris Dabholt, who played from 1990 to 1995. Uh, Jim Palmer, obviously. Lou Sleater. Um, from 1950 to 1958, Towson guy, Casper Wells and Bruce Zimmerman. So there are guys. Oh, hang um, on. So Taylor Clark. Taylor Clark. Taylor Clark. The, I mean, we know the Guardians played the Royals this week because the Jose we do know story. That. We should try is to get the, Taylor Clark on the show. But is there any chance that, that they face each other this week? I, uh, it's possible. I, I don't pay enough attention to the Royals. I did not know about Taylor Clark. And Nabholtz actually came straight from Towson. He was a second-round pick in 98 or 88. Excuse me. But that wouldn't so. have lined up with... Um, no, it any, wouldn't have lined up with basically anyone. But interesting as as it is, um, and then there, as far as hitters go, obviously uh, Kurt Belfry, which is the the mm-hmm. biggest one there. Um, well, hang on a second. Had a long career. Give me the years, because Kurt Belfry might have faced uh, sixty five to seventy two in the major leagues. Maybe he didn't. I'm to, who are the other pitchers? Uh, we had Taylor Clark. We have Chris Nabholtz. Right. What you're, what you're giving Lou me? Lou Sleater. Lou Sleater. What were the years? 50 to 58. So no, that's probably so, not no, going to happen. didn't happen. Casper Wells was 10 to 13, and right. then Zimmerman, obviously, 20 to 22. I'm just trying to figure out if it's possible that this is the first ever time. If it's Zimmerman against Palacios this weekend, it's the first ever time yeah. that a Towson pitcher would have faced a Towson hitter in the big leagues. Could definitely be. Could definitely be. We're the only, I promise you, we're the only show that spent any time. There's no <laughs> other show. This is the only show that cares about Towson. Guarantee you, yeah, well, you know. guarantee you, we're the only show that is trying to do this math today. Um, I'm trying to figure. I'm pulling up Taylor Clark's game log right now. I was trying to do that too. I couldn't. I couldn't. I'm, I, I've got his. his it's a, Clark with an E. So unlike yeah, your I got, last name, Glenn. Yeah, the jerk. He doesn't even know how to spell <laughs> his last name. What a loser. We won't say that if we get him on. Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know why his game log's not coming. He's a really interesting. Uh, last, uh, oh, you know what? He did pitch an inning against the Guardians. Okay. On looks like Monday, Tuesday. On Tuesday, he pitched an inning against the Guardians. So this might have happened. Now I actually feel stupid that if it happened that I didn't ask Richie Palacios about <laughs> it. This is the type of thing, Carson. Let this be a lesson. You should have been researching this. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. That, this fu- is the type of thing. Reference. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not chastising you. This is your first day. But this is super helpful for, like, next week. May 31st? May 31st. uh, Palacios was not in the lineup. (laughs) So it did not happen. Dodged a bullet there. (laughs) Dodged a bullet there. Did not happen. Um, But look at who we have scheduled for the show and see if you can't find some interesting things that maybe I didn't have on my radar. Like, I've got the the basic facts that he played at Towson's family, the whole deal. But if there's something cool like that, that's on you. All right. That's a that's a learning a good te- for Taylor Clark teaching though. teaching moment. Yes, happy for Taylor Clark, and we'll try to reach it. We are Charleston, t- as he <laughs> as he graduated why, from. Why Apparently, he, I can't say that word. 
It's not that hard. I know. It really isn't a tough it's really one. Not it's, it's really not. But really he's not actually pitched in the majors. This is his fourth year. So guy's been around I, for a little while. He's sticking around. I don't know why it is that no one's told me about him before. I guess maybe it, I, I don't know. Maybe it, because he didn't finish at Towson. I mean, Zimmerman, That's, didn't, yeah, yeah. Zimmerman didn't finish at Towson either, obviously. But a, a Loyola kid. Um, well, yeah. So, he's he's a, yeah. A, a unique local story for a right. lot of reasons. I agree. All right. So um, th- that was that portion of the program. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, uh, uh, various folks have chimed in throughout the course of the morning from Roger. Roger says, Glenn, it would be so very Orioles-esque for them to keep Grayson Rodriguez down in the minors only for him to get hurt when he didn't need to be there to begin with. Man, you're not getting me back on this train. I've already said my piece about this. I'm not worked up about the fact that Grayson Rodriguez hasn't been promoted yet. No. I'm not. The rest of you that are sweating this, sweat it. I'm not. He's 22 years old. Right. I don't know what the plan was for this year. I hope there is a plan. As Drew pointed out yesterday, Mike Elias is not going to come out and detail the entirety of the plan for all of us. It'd be great if he did. I would love it if he he did, but he's not going to. No. He's not going to say, here are the six boxes that we wanted to check off, and we've only checked four of them off so far. Mm -hmm. Here are the two other boxes that still need to be checked off. I hope when we get there... There is more consideration for the fans than there was with Adley Rutschman. But I'm not sweating that it needs to be right now. Right. Because I am willing to believe that there is a developmental plan with a 22-year-old. And as I've said constantly, next year is more important than this year. So whatever that plan is, let's let's get through it and let's start worrying about next year. Next year's the year for Grayson Rodriguez. I'm not, I want him to get here this year, but I don't need him to be pitching every fifth day in Baltimore for the rest of the season. I understand what this year is. So, And I saw this floating around from other people last night. I, yes, we roll our eyes because it feels like the Orioles have been doomed over the years. And when we see things like this on the heels of John Means turning into this major league incredible pitcher and then you know, immediately as he becomes that guy, it kind of all falls apart. Mm-hmm. I understand why we feel the doom that we feel in relation to Grayson Rodriguez, but I roll my eyes about stuff like this, yeah. right? Like the Orioles aren't doing anything recklessly with Grayson Rodriguez that would have led to of him feeling cramps last night. Like, I, I mean, if you want to rule that pitchers aren't allowed to pitch in, in certain temperatures... These guys are going to have to pitch in the heat in Baltimore. I mean, I'll tell you this. I think if there's an injury that's going to happen to a player, if you know, maybe if they're getting worn down, it's not going to only happen at AAA. I saw people saying that, like, oh, Mike Elias, you left him AAA, now he got injured. I'm going, well, it could have easily happened at the major league level. I mean, I, there's even more stress on everything I mean, the at the major league level. So it, it, it's absurd to say that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's badass that right. we try to make it seem like the Orioles are somehow at fault. No. <laughs> My God. And again, right. if it's adjusting to the heat... He's going to pitch in the heat in Norfolk the same way he's going to pitch in the heat in Baltimore. or And in Baltimore under a lot more pressure. And yes. Under inevitably longer innings. Correct. So it's, it's, it's not really – there's no correlation between Michael Elias leaving him with, down with, there with, and him getting injured. Right. Against far better hitters, too. Right, right. So that, stop, stop. We're, we're wasting our breath. We are wasting our breath on these things. Glenn, yeah. there's a question for you from YouTube comments, okay. if, if I can ask you. Yeah. Um, do you care that they're going to start a rookie center and Lamar is not there working with him? 
No. That is the question. No. Who said? Who, who uh, this that? is Casey Shulman. No. I don't, Casey. I don't. That's not... it. You're trying to make it Lamar's obligation how the Ravens have built their roster. And it's not. It's not his obligation. It's the same thing people say, well, well, there's all these young and new wide receivers and Lamar should be there. It's not his fault that the Ravens didn't go about having a better receiving core. Mm-hmm. The word voluntary will forever be voluntary until it's not. What you're saying is, I wish... Or it couldn't hurt. I always say it that way. It couldn't hurt if Lamar was there. And the most likely scenario is, you're right. Of course, then there's the thing where maybe he gets hurt. Because then it could hurt. But the best way to say it is, it couldn't hurt. The, it's a problem, or it's worth getting worked up about, or any of those things, nonsense. If Lamar Jackson is there, for training camp? Do you realize how many practices he'll have with Tyler Linderbaum before they play an NFL game together? Right. Get back to me when we get to training camp. Get back to me the week of mandatory OTAs because then we'll learn if there's a bigger problem between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. If he doesn't show up in mandatory OTAs, we now know definitively there's a problem between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. But from a football perspective... Training camp. All the time in the world. Six weeks to get ready to play a football game. Six weeks of figuring out the center quarterback exchange. If six weeks of that isn't enough, there's a bigger problem. You might not have the right center if he can't get it figured out in six weeks. You can't get me to care about voluntary OTAs. Can't. You cannot. You never will. Because I know. Talk to football players. They don't care. They like being there. They like getting their work in. Getting to know the guys. It's what you do for a living, right? So you go, that's cool, that's your business. Someone else doesn't, that's their business. Pretending like this will be the difference in a team winning the Super Bowl or not is just things we do because we want to believe that everything that happens matters. And again, because we're bored. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit brought to you today by Live Casino and Hotel, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. 61 self-service kiosks are open 24-7. So, for example, they're playing the French Open Finals this weekend in the morning, and bef- the, the matches start before the sports book itself is open, but you can still get there early, get your bets in on those self-service kiosks, and win some money in the FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA Finals, of course, get underway tonight. Reserve your spot right now for Game 1 or Game 2 on Sunday by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Yes. That's you. So, that is me. Um, The Orioles, they hit three home runs in one inning last night uh, for the first time since September 14th, 2020 versus Atlanta. Last night, Trey Mancini, Ramon Arias, and Ryan Mountcastle all homered in the same inning. Now, they did do it, like I said, on September 14th, 2020. Can you name, Glenn, the three players? 2020? (laughs) Right. Three players who hit. Well, you love asking me about terrible Orioles teams. It's timely. It's timely. 
Um, there are three players that hit a home run in the same inning. Who are they? Uh, okay. Um, Jesus Christ. I will say, I'll give you a hint here. Two of them are known power hitters, and the okay. other one is not. Two of them are known power hitters. The 2020 Orioles. Yes. Uh, God damn, man. <laughs> I love giving you the hard ones. Well, I wanted to ask when in the season it was, but the 2020 season was so short. September 14th. It, but it, it was such a short season, it doesn't matter when Right, it really doesn't. So, so we, obviously we know it wasn't Trey Mancini because he wasn't there. It was not um, Trey Mancini. Yeah. Mount Castle. Mount Castle was one of them. I just didn't know, like, because he he didn't play the. Was he on the team the entirety of 2020? No, he got called up about halfway through. That's what I thought. Yeah, such a short season. It was. Carson, you can guess too. Dynamite. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I Austin so, Austin Hayes. Oh no, it is not Austin Hayes. And th- these two are also no longer with the team. One is in AAA, okay. and the other one is not. DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart is All one right. of them. The other one still plays in Major League Baseball, but he is not in the Orioles organization. Not Major Leagues, but not with the Orioles. 2020 Orioles. 2020 Orioles. Who is on the 2020? Or- I'm trying to go position by Rio Ruiz. Not Rio. That's a good guess, but not Rio Ruiz. Who was the other guy whose name was kind of like Rio Ruiz? So I've already forgotten about. Jesus the Christ. Other, the other. There was another. There was Jesus a- Sucre. <laughs> no, it was another guy with a Z in his name. Oh man. Oh God. A Z. Another corner infielder. A guy that had no position. That wasn't Rio Ruiz, but it was. Oh, not. Oh, God damn it. Maybe he didn't have a Z in his name. Are you thinking of Kelvin Gutierrez? No, more I'm not thinking of Kelvin Gutierrez. Mm, yeah, no, Kelvin. I'm thinking of somebody who was on the team at the same time as Rio Ruiz. Mm. Oh, uh, it's going to drive me nuts. It's a great question. Nunez. Nunez. Renato Nunez. It's a good guess. I was right. There was a Z in his name. It's a good guess, but no. Not Renato Nunez. He is, I believe, a Tiger now. Detroit Tiger. He's not with the Orioles. He's not with the Orioles. He could have hit a home run in 2020. He was on the 2020 Orioles, He was. He was. It was a good guess. This guy is an infielder as well. I'll say v- that. VR. Not Jonathan VR. He he actually left after 19. They traded him in... Uh, 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 Iglesias. Jose Iglesias right. is your answer here. All right. Stewart, Mountcastle, and Iglesias in the third inning on September 14th, 2020 versus the Atlanta Braves. It's a tough one for you, Glenn. Couldn't get me. I was, I was <laughs> drowning, and you couldn't find Renato Nunez for me. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I kind of blocked Renato Nunez's Orioles career out of my head. The number of times I conflated Rio Ruiz and mm, Renato yeah. Nunez was overwhelming. The num- I forgot which one was which. Which I'm like, uh, I couldn't, couldn't remember. All right, Tubular, uh, you know, oh, my gosh. On top of everything else, I have the hiccups. This is a banner week. What a day. Send this one to the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Jesus. Why? <laughs> I've got a question I want to ask the people that are commenting. Why are you listening? God, I really have the hiccups. I really legitimately have the hiccups. On top of my voice sounding like crap. <laughs> and all, all of, our guests canceling of, on us. Love that. Oh, my God. All right. Mm. Let me get my life in order here. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise. Right now, they are in the second set. Coco Golf is up a set on Martina Trevisan. In the second French Open Women's Semifinal in the Tennis Channel. This one's also on NBC. Um, winner of this one will face uh, uh, Iga Sviantek in the championship on Saturday. And unfortunately, it's 
It probably isn't going to matter. Sviantek's almost certainly going to win it. Orioles wrap up their series. The Mariners tonight at 7 o'clock on Masson 2. Jordan Lyles against Chris Flexen. If you happen to live in the L.A. or New York markets, you can also see it on MLB Network. Masson, Nationals Reds, 630. MLB Network, Rays Rangers at 2. Angels Yankees at 7. Game 1 of the NBA Finals tonight at 9 on ABC. Celtics Warriors. Western Conference Finals Game 2 in the NHL at 8 o'clock on TNT for the Oilers and Avalanche. Maybe they'll score 100 goals again. Uh, Women's College World Series throughout the day on ESPN, the golf channel for round one of the Memorial. That's where actual golfers golf, so unfortunately. Yeah, I'll be watching. Oh, you I will, will too. Be. You guys are just, all right, never mind, never mind. <laughs> it's 2 o'clock on the golf channel. Uh, UEFA Nations League this afternoon on FS1, Spain and Portugal at 245. Georgia and Gibraltar. Got to throw out all the records when they get together. That's on FS2 at noon. Um, that's all for sports-wise. Non-sports-wise. MasterChef Junior. Tonight, episode 14, season love, 8. I do love MasterChef Junior. It's a great show. Uh, Alexander Weiss, the season 1 winner, apparently making a, a return tonight. So we'll see what that's I like. I believe they're down to the the final they're, they're getting five, there, right? I want to yeah. say. I, I, it could be that. I think that's right. I think it's could the final that. five right now. Um, and then on Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Sandler. They're doing a little preview of the... God. Not an Adam Sandler guy. No. Okay. Well, they're doing a, a pre-NBA finals preview on Kimmel tonight. So if uh, you're they interested do, in they that... Do, they do that. They do like a yeah. pre-show and a... That's a whole thing. I'm not. I, I will pass. <laughs> I will, your friend will pass. Um, I forgot about this. The Spelling Bee. The Spelling Bee is on the Ion Network, which is apparently a network. I, I don't know what it is, but that's where the, it used to be on Real TV. They used to put the Spelling Bee on like ABC, but I guess because the finals are going on, they're not doing it. I don't know. I have no no clue. I left that out. I didn't think you would be too interested. But, I, it uh, used <laughs> to be a really big deal. It used to be that like every show in the country would do their own like sports Spelling Bee the day of the Spelling Bee because like it was a big. Like people were captivated by the spelling bee in this country. It's more important than Doctor uh, Pimple Popper, which yeah. I made sure yeah, I made a missed, note of yesterday. Missed that one. Missed that one. Carson, where are you on social media? I'm on Instagram and I'm on Twitter. I'm not very active on Twitter. I'm most active on but Instagram. Like your handles, so oh, someone could follow just, you. Just my name at Carson Ware, and where's W A I R E? All right, very good. Uh, we will look forward to having you in here once a week. Good job on, uh, Thank on you. Young Utes. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, Zach, of course, is on Twitter at ZGoodman20. You got it. I remembered it this you time. You got it. Thanks today to Richie Palacios. Thanks also to Sherman Reed. We'll get that up in the greatest hits section of the Urchax. tab at glenclarkradio.com. Tomorrow, we will make a trip to, to Norfolk. I believe Nick Vespi is going to join us tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Stuff and things on the program tomorrow. And maybe stuff and things. Let's give the ultimate caveat. We have no idea. It's been that kind of week. <laughs> Thanks, everybody at PressBox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police, Great Ace Memorabilia, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. If you're with us on audio, do nothing. If you're with us on video, give us just a minute. We'll be back with Weekend at Bookies.
And welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Glenn Clark, Zach Goodman, getting you ready for the NBA Finals, which get underway tonight out in San Francisco. Boston Celtics, Golden State Warriors, game one tonight, game two on Sunday. A little bit later on in the program, Brad Feinberg from Bet Prep will check in with us, give us the fine lines. He is a basketball prop expert. This is where he makes his money, so we'll find out what props we should be betting during the course of the NBA Finals. And Andrew Stecker will join us in just a second with his stats and figures for the week. In fact, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Man that was spending actual time in his life watching football players golf yesterday and apparently wasn't the only one. He's our pal, Andrew Stecker. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. I, I spent a little bit of time. I was I have a remote. I was flipping the channel back and forth a little bit. But I know um, but I really wanted I really wanted to see what the golf course looked like because it's so wild that there's a golf course right there, like right off the Vegas Strip, like in the city. It's I just I was fascinated by that idea way more so than watching these these goofballs, you know, hit absolute hosel rockets into the crowd. Look, I, I do a lot of embarrassing things, Andrew, in my life. And I, I just don't <laughs> share them. With everyone, I don't feel the need to announce to the world that I'm doing something that I should be heinously embarrassed about. Like I don't. If if you can't be amused by Tom Brady dropping an f bomb on the first tee and Charles Barkley well, yeah. absolutely egging him on to I, do it for for thirty seconds, like that's that's what I was there for. That's that's about it. You know, there's lots of television. You know, you know how many networks we have, Andrew. You know how many you know how many streaming services there's, there's there are. There's a lot of it out there. There's so much content to be had. Yeah. That. That's, we, we, we weren't we weren't there for long. Don't worry. I have so many things, so many things I want to say. All right, let's uh, let's get into uh, stats and figures. Unfortunately, because we've played musical producers over the last couple of weeks, I have no idea how you did the last time we did stats and figures. I, I just have. I no have clue. some. I have some notes on it. Uh, Good. I, I bet. I bet two, you did. I hit. I hit. I hit two plus money bets uh, last time out. We had the Celtics to win the series against the Heat at plus one twenty five. That was when they were uh, down three good. two, correct? Or what? Where were uh, they? No, no, they no, were, we're, they were we're going one, back. One, they were down one nothing. One zero that in that series. Uh, they, yeah. had, they had lost game one in Miami. Um, obviously, came back to win that series. That's why we were getting such good odds. Um, and then we also hit the Champions League winner in Real Madrid, much to the chagrin of, of John and Little Rock, um, ah, defeating that's right. Liverpool. That's right. We hit that one at plus one thirty five as well. So. Uh, Couple, couple of good winners there um, from last time. We were unfortunately we were a week too early on Sam Burns at the PGA Championship. He went ahead and won last week instead. Ah, um, which which means so, it, it, it's very similar, right? Like the whatever well, the, whatever the tournament. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the tournament was that he won, and I have no clue what it was. Um, all right, let's get uh, into the Colonial. Last week. The Colonial, yeah, it means almost exactly as much as winning the PGA Championship, I believe. I'm pretty sure the two are, are held in exactly the same regard. Let's get into this week's stats and figures. Four particular bets that Andrew Stecka has just mapped out and done some math and said there is reason why this is a smart way for you to invest your money. Where are we going first this week, sir? Well, let's start with the big one. The NBA Finals get underway tonight, as you know. Um, Boston uh, plus 135 to win the title over the Warriors. And that's actually the way that I'm leaning. I'm, I want the plus money on, on the odds here. Um, I think that this series is way more even than the odds are, are giving it credit for. I think the Warriors, you know, I think it's fair for them to be favored. They've got home court there. But I also think that 
they're going to be favored because there's going to be a lot more public money on the Warriors. They're obviously a team that over the last handful of years has made it to the finals more than Boston. Um, but the key to this series is, is going to be the defense. And this is kind of what we talked about uh, in, in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Celtics, being able to defensively shut down what the Heat are capable of. Now, obviously, the Warriors I mean, I, are a different animal. I have so many things and, I want to say in response to what it is you're saying right now. I, I know you do. <laughs> Go ahead. You're comparing the fact they were barely able to survive against a Heat team that has one offensive option to going up against a Warriors team that has a hundred. Well, let's talk about the big offensive option for the Warriors. That's obviously Steph Curry. That's going to be the key to the series. Um, Marcus Smart will probably, it's, a, it's going to be a team effort, but Marcus Smart will be the guy that, that needs to be up to that challenge. And if you look at the history between Boston and the Warriors in the kind of Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum era, um, Boston's actually done a pretty good job of limiting Curry in their matchups. They have a 92.96 contest rate in that era, and he, he tends to take fewer shots against Boston because he gets fewer good looks. Um, those are just some statistics that I, that I dove in on. Boston's size is also something that's going to be able to present some problems at times for, for the Warriors. Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that this is a lock by any stretch, but this is where I want my money. I want, I want it on the plus side with the Celtics overall in the series. Um, the Warriors, on the other hand, have not faced a defense like this in their path to the playoffs. That, you know, they, they got to face teams like, like the Mavericks, who, are, are, are not there defensively like Boston is. Boston has the defense to be able to give the Warriors trouble. Um, and, you know, Boston hasn't faced an offense like this, but they're also a little bit better offensively, Boston is, than they get even get credit for. Um, I, I think that they're better offensively than Golden State is defensively. I think, I think Boston's a very good defensive team. I think that, like... I, I, if Mark, if Marcus Smart does a nice job on Steph Curry, that's wonderful. Steph Curry is one of the greatest passers in the history of basketball, and they couldn't have more other options for him to give the ball to in that situation. I, I look, I, I'm not saying it's impossible that the Celtics win the series because I mean I'm not nuts. Like of course the Celtics could win the series. They're a very good team, and I have, I certainly undersold them for a very long time and did not give them the credit that they're due. I, I just I can't fathom thinking that it's smart money to bet on the Celtics. I. I just can't fathom. I, I, I don't think we are fully appreciating how insane it is that the Warriors could have five guys having off nights and still beat you. Like, it's Well, nuts. that's the thing. I don't think they can have five guys having off nights. I don't think they can have three guys having off nights, uh, or, or, or two even, really. I, I think that they're, you know, I, I think Boston has a, I think talking about underappreciation, I think that's where we actually need to look at, at Boston and the fact that, you know, going back to, January, February, some of the underlying numbers were telling us that Boston was headed in this direction, and not a lot of people were really listening to it. People still wanted to talk about Philadelphia or the Nets for some ungodly reason, and, right. and obviously people were, were somewhat uh, overrating the Heat as well, even though they were the one seed. But Boston's kind of always been this steady presence since uh, the turn of the calendar year. All right, what's next? Next, Stetson figure. I I, go, I I do not support the first. I want to make that abundantly I, clear. I'm Glenn Clark, I'm aware, and, and I, I do not approve this message. I know I know that it's a you know not a lot of people are going to be on it, but that's obviously it's a it's a zig when other people are zagging, yeah. if you will. Um, let's go to the hockey game tonight. Uh, we obviously saw uh, all the goals yes. in Game One of Colorado Edmonton. That has pushed the over under number to seven and a half for tonight's game. I still want the over at seven and a half at plus one fourteen. Um, there's really, really big questions about both of the goaltenders in this matchup. Uh, Edmonton's Mike Smith 
was on the ice this morning. It looks like he's going to, to, to be the starting goaltender for the Oilers tonight. Um, he has not been good. And then on Colorado's side, Darcy Kemper was not at the morning skate this morning. He, of course, suffered the injury in game one. We'll kind of see what happens there. But we've seen what both these two teams will do offensively. I'm not quite expecting the 14 goal output that we got in game one. I gotta be honest, I'm, be a, I'm, seven and a half. I'm I'm a little surprised it only went up by a half a goal. Like I'm a little bit surprised by that. Yeah. But but with the caveat being that it's still absolutely insane that we're talking about a, a, a playoff hockey game having a line at seven and a half, right? Like in there, there's no question about it. And and I mean the fact that you're also getting it at plus money. Yeah, give it to me. Give it to I'm, me at the I'm, plus one. I'm with number. you. I if if I was betting it, I would. Have, there's a part of it that almost wants to stay away from it. Like, I, if you hit it on game one, take your money and, and just sort of go from there. But if you're betting it, you 1,000% have to bet the over again. You, like, you have yeah. to. Like, this is just also, what the series is going to be. I also think there's a little bit of value on the Oilers tonight at plus 146. But, again, that's just a value play. Um, with the, the, the Darcy Kemper injury is just a total mystery, and, and I, I still think goals will, will rain down in this series going forward. Right. So we're going go, we're gonna to go that route. He is Andrew um, Stecker. These are his stats and figures here on this week's Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Next. Let's take you to golf. I mentioned it earlier. Um, I still do love the idea of, in a couple of weeks, we get the U.S. Open, uh, Brookline Country Club in Massachusetts. I still do love the idea of two guys I gave you for the PGA Championship and Sam Burns and Cam Smith. I just want to uh, uh, hang on a second. Uh, Zach, please, uh, please cut the audio of Andrew Stecker saying, I still love the idea of two guys. All right, please yeah. isolate that and get it into a machine where I can just play it whenever I whenever I'm necessary. on it. This is what we've needed. Thank, thank you. Zach. I'm very excited. Appreciate it. I love the idea of two guys. That's uh, just wanna, I just want to make sure I'm gonna, I want to hang on because you know sometimes we like to uh, tweet out <laughs> quotes from our guests. So yeah. I just want to make sure I, I send this one out appropriately. I love the idea of two guys. I believe is what <laughs> verbatim that was what Andrew Stecker said. That, that is that is what he said. I'm not mis misquoting him in any way. Andrew, I'm not going to back down right, from it. All right. Just want to make sure. Andrew, I want to know why you said in the comments earlier that Glenn is not a turtleneck guy. What does that have to do with anything? Uh, I, that, was just a, that was just a hunch. Oh, I, I, de- okay. I, I, I'm definitely not I just a turtleneck. I just wanted he's, the story behind He's a thousand percent right about it. I am definitely not a turtleneck <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. I would give him, like, tur- turtleneck on, on Glenn would be, like, plus 300. But <laughs> yeah. the, sweater vest, I, the sweater vest, I would be, like, a minus 120. I, I, God, he knows me so well. God, I hate how well I hate how well this man knows me. I hate. I'm not even a big sweater vest guy, but I definitely own multiple ones. And there was a yeah, but if in the matchup of turtleneck, with yeah, sweater vest, yeah. You know, oh no, you're going, you're a thousand sure. percent right about that. I am way more likely to put on a sweater vest than I am to put on a turtleneck. Oh man, that is wild. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, anyhow, also, I, I, make sure you I, check. I, make sure you check your mentions on Twitter. Sure. <laughs> well, those have been a, those have been a dumpster fire over the last twenty four hours. So I don't even want to. What? Did, wait. What happened? What did you do? Oh, the whole Grayson Rodriguez thing last night oh, turned you, into yeah. just a, a, a horrendous, okay. horrendous trip down down into Orioles Twitter for me. So <laughs> uh, we we we're, we're, we're avoiding them at all. All right. All right. Ba- back to you and these and your and your guys. Back to you and yeah, and, and the two I, guys. I you do want. like the idea of both Sam Burns and Cam Smith. Uh, Burns is forty one to one. Smith is. 16 to 1 at the U.S. Open in a couple weeks. Those are two names I threw out of the PGA Championship. But I'm going to give you two other names because these are guys that I want you to bet to win. And then when the odds come out for them to top 10, I want you to bet them as well. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick is the first one. The Englishman is 27 to 1 right now. 
to win the U.S. Open in a couple of weeks. He's also he's number one in strokes gained on the PGA Tour this season. Uh, do you think he's I don't know that? Twenty-seven to one. You think you think yeah. I'm not? You think I'm unaware of Matthew Fitzpatrick's what is it? Stroke? The, the, he's a fan of the strokes. Uh, yeah. Love love loves him. Who doesn't <laughs> love the strokes? He's getting, Big yeah, Julian exactly. Casablancas guy. <laughs> He's uh he's placed for a breakout though, and and the other name is Cameron Young, rookie on tour. Uh, he's thirty three to one. Had a great week at the PGA Championship. He's in the top ten in strokes gained. Uh, he's got four top fives this year, and he's top ten in scoring average as well. And and he's also near the top of the leaderboard even this week already at the Memorial. Uh, during the first round of play here this morning. So this is a guy that is that is on the come up. Uh, Cam Young at thirty-three to one. Okay. Uh, so Matt Fitzpatrick and Cam Young are the two names. Uh, in addition to Burns and Cancel. golf. Golf's a weird sport, Glenn. You gotta kind of sprinkle a little bit. <laughs> do I? Um, do I know? You know. Yeah. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta allocate your capital in a, in a couple of different ways. But I like all of those guys to top ten. Right. Sprinkle a little bit on them to win as well. All right. So, but you're officially saying Fitzpatrick twenty-seven to one and Young thirty-three to one to win the U.S. Open. Yes. Is the bet okay? Yes, those are those are those are my guys uh, for the U.S. Open in a couple weeks at Brookline. All right, and the final one for this week. Uh, the final one, we're going to go back to the well on soccer. I've been you have you've done you've really done soccer, quite well with your soccer bets. Yes, yeah, we have we've not missed a soccer bet. This is this is going to be one. You know, obviously, most of the um, club soccer season is, is is done and dusted for the summer, um, but we do have a really really big match coming up this Sunday in World Cup qualifying, and that is Wales taking on Ukraine. Ukraine, of course, defeated uh, Scotland in a playoff uh, yesterday. Really emotional victory for Ukraine, obviously, with everything going on in the world uh, with the Ukrainians right now. Um, Scotland doesn't really have much to write home about offensively, um, but Wales does, and that's why I'm going to take Wales to qualify over Ukraine at minus 114. Uh, You can get them at plus 165 uh, to win in the 90 minutes. Of course, this is something that we've discussed with soccer. you can either bet the game within the 90 minutes or you can bet Wales to advance at minus 114. That's the way I'm going to go with it. Um, the winner of this game, the, the team that advances, will get the last spot in Group B in the World Cup this, this winter and will face the USA first in the World Cup. Uh, so this is kind of an important match for USA fans to, to pay attention to a little bit. Um, the biggest reason I'm a, I'm a fan of Wales over Ukraine is that Wales has more offensively uh, by in a little guy named Gareth Bale. Uh, this could be Gareth Bale's last international game if they don't win. Um, I think there's a lot to play for for him. Uh, Ukraine also, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of emotions running from from yesterday's win over Scotland. They've got to now turn around and do it on the weekend again. Um, Wales is also a, a strong team at home. This game's going to be played in Cardiff, uh, and they have not lost at home in over a year. So give me Wales to qualify for that final spot in Group B out of the World Cup over Ukraine this weekend. Um, more of a head bet than a heart bet. Obviously, we all are, are, yeah, are supporting what's right. Ukraine right now, but um, I think that the smarter money is on Wales. All right, very good. Those are the stats and figures for this week. At Astecka on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, John Proctor wants to know if you would like a revenge quiz opportunity against me next Thursday. Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I think I can do all right, that. All right, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll look into that, because I'm, I'm still not even sure if my, my Zoom is working yet, but uh, we'll figure okay. out if we, we can make it make that possible. Glenn, I regret right, to inform you. Up. Yeah? What? That in your tweet, you you, you tagged uh, Anna Stetta. What? An- Anna Stetta. So some poor girl named Anna Stetta. Oh, it does say Stetta, the, not Stekka. <laughs> loves, <laughs> loves the idea of two guys. Loves the idea of two guys. Oh, now now I, might, I might end up getting... <laughs> 
Oh boy, that could end up being very bad. I, might get a, <laughs> I might regret to a, inform you. Might turn into a lawsuit of some <laughs> sort. Oh no. Oh no. I want to make sure I, I fix that about as quickly as possible. All right. Uh, love you, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll All talk right, to you later. Too. Cheers. It's Andrew Stecka. Joining us through Stetson figures. Oh no. Here I am trying to send a funny tweet while I'm doing a show. I end up despair. I defame a poor, a poor girl in the process. <laughs> well, she's zero followers, so I'm not really sure right, that people right, are going to be too right, concerned. Right, but we should be still funny. Oh, thank you, thank you for catching that. Oh my! All right, uh, Stetson figures <laughs> here on Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. When we come back in, we will zero in on props betting for the NBA Finals, which get underway tonight. Our buddy Brad Feinberg joins us next. It is Weekend at Bookies. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Luke Jackson profiles Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman, diving into where his passion for baseball and for catching comes from and how he uses that passion to elevate those around him in the Orioles organization. Also inside, Bo Smolka takes a look at how the Ravens' 2021 draft picks can make progress in year two, and Glenn Clark offers a very unique tribute to former rival Mike Krzyzewski that all Maryland fans can appreciate. Press Box is available for free at over 500 areas locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com that first sip that first bite Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook Assistant GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Thursday, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Baseball is back, and so is the spring seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with our popular Korean number two sauce, and take a bite out of the crunch burger topped with home run sauce, white American cheese, and house made chips. It also features irresistible options like a baseball cut sirloin with blue cheese, grilled shrimp with garlic butter, and a strawberry salmon salad. And then there's the closer, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jack. This menu will be going, going, gone at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com to find out more. Great food, good sports. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. Actually, you're listening to uh, Weekend at Bookies today as we get ready for the start of the NBA Finals tonight. Just going to go over a couple things odds-wise with you. Again, reserve your spot if you want to be there for tonight and Game 1 or for Sunday and Game 2 in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. What I need you to do is email events at sportssocialmd.com. These 
the, the biggest crowds that they get in the FanDuel Sportsbook are for football games and basketball games. So they are expecting big crowds tonight and on Sunday. So if you were hoping to bring a group out and reserve, make sure you have your own table or you wanted a section of reclining chairs in the sportsbook tonight, you need to email them, events at sportssocialmd.com, to make sure that we can guarantee those spots. There's always room. There's always room for everybody to come out. But if you, you've got a group and you specifically want your own table or you want a section of reclining chairs, I, I say it's actually football, basketball, and fights. Those are the biggest crowds uh, so far in the FanDuel Sportsbook. So for tonight, for Sunday night and Game 2, make sure you email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spot for the NBA Finals. Again, the series gets underway tonight out in San Francisco. Warriors hosting the Celtics for Games 1 and 2. Right now, for tonight, Warriors minus 172, Celtics plus 144. And for the series as a whole, Warriors minus 160, Celtics plus 135. Steph Curry, the favorite to be in the finals MVP at minus 115. So that's what you need to know ahead of game one tonight. This man is a bit of a basketball expert and particularly a props expert. And with so many props available, for us during the course of the NBA Finals. I'm hoping that he can help me make some money. He is our buddy from Bet Prep. He is Mr. Brad Feinberg, and he's back with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, it's Glenn. What's going on, man? How are you? Great, Glenn. Great to be on. Thank you so much for having me. Before we dive into the, the props, just give me your thumbnail on the series as a whole. I, I know everybody's always looking to make money, and so the Celtics are pretty good. They're dogs. How do you see the series as a whole as far as betting is concerned? You know, it's funny. I think this is a very well-matched series. I think it's going to be, a, you know, I know we've had a lot of blowouts in these NBA playoffs at this point, but I think this series is going to be very, extremely tight. One of my favorite bets, actually, and you can lay minus 205, which I think actually is a lot of value, is taking over five and a half games. Okay. I would be stunned, stunned if this series um, went four or five games. It would really shock me. Uh, I think both these teams are extremely well-matched, and I would be shocked if either team was able to win the series in four or five games. I love over five-and-a-half games in a series. I think it's going to be a, you know probably a seven-game series. I think it's very, very tight. Lean Golden State to win in a close one, but again, I did not personally bet the series other than I bet over five-and-a-half games. Okay, that's interesting. And I, By the way, I think I'm with you on that. I, I, don't, I don't think this is one that wraps up quickly either. So I, I do No, like I would that. be really surprised. These teams are too, they're too close. Would you be willing to go as ballsy as Celtics to cover a one-and-a-half game series spread at, at, at minus – oh, boy, actually, yeah, minus 184? Would you be that ballsy? No. Okay. No, that's not where I would go on it. I'd much rather – I'd much rather – if I'm going to lay that price, I would rather bet either team can win in, in six games yeah. because – to me, I think Golden State can win in four to two. I do, right. um, but I think it's going to be a close series. I think it's going to be very, very, very evenly matched. Um, I think Golden State does win a close series, but again, I do like over five and a half games very oh, much. All right. I'm going to run one more by you just because it's available. The six games exactly is plus one ninety in the FanDuel book. Yeah, see, but certainly if you do the math on that, yeah, and you could probably I think it's around plus one eighty or one seventy five for seven games yeah. or something like that. The math on it is far better just to lay minus two hundred five as opposed to betting both, both right. those individually. You're, you're buying both tickets at that point, essentially. Yeah. All right, all right, very good. 
So let's get into props. Let's get into starting tonight, right? Like, give me some of the things that jump out at you and you say, you should be paying attention to this. There's a real chance for you to make some money on these props. Yeah, one of my favorite derivative bets here, Glenn, is, look, Steph Curry, okay, his over-under for assist is, you know, he averages 6.2 assists for the year. So you're like, okay, let's make him one and a half assists for every single quarter. Makes sense, right? No, does not make sense, and let me explain myself why. Steph Curry plays the first 12 minutes of the first quarter and the third quarter, and he usually plays the last six minutes of the second quarter and the last six minutes of the fourth quarter. So by taking over one and a half assists in the first quarter, yeah, I laid a dollar thirty in juice, but to me it was very well worth it. I'm getting him 12 minutes versus he only plays 18 minutes per half, hmm. but I'm getting the entire quarter for Steph Curry. So Steph Curry usually theoretically probably should get two assists in the first quarter and one assist in the second. So to me, that's a far better bet. That line is too light in the first quarter. Uh, and because of the reasons I said, the minutes really go in your favor. Uh, Marcus Smart, you can look at all this up on bet prep. Marcus Smart has uh, gone over three and a half rebounds eight straight games. So to me, again, he's been getting the extra minutes, Glenn. I like Marcus Smart over three and a half rebounds. Uh, and I will say Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum steals. He's gone under one and a half steals 74% of the games this year. Wow. Okay, Even with the extra minutes he's gotten in the playoffs, 13 of 18, he's gotten one or less steals. Uh, to me, a lot of value taking that under. I laid a price, laid minus 165, but to me, this is at least at least just, you know close to a 70% winning bet, even factoring in the extra minutes for Jason Tatum. Wow. I, I had no idea. I, I mean, I, I, clearly, he doesn't do it enough for me to be, to be paying attention to the steals that Jason Tatum is getting. Exactly. Right. You're looking at everything else. You're looking right. at the points and what's scored. Another interesting prop, I will say this. Curry averaged 6.2 assists this year. Draymond Green averaged 6.3 assists. They made Curry to lead the leading assister in the series at plus 280, plus 130. I like both those guys over Marcus Smart or Jason Tatum. So, uh, but I think there's value in taking Curry in that they basically, him and Green were basically dead even throughout the year. Uh, their assists for all the games are the same. So I actually think there's value in taking over, um, I'm sorry, in taking uh, Steph Curry to lead the. Uh, you know, the postseason, you know, and the finals and assists plus 280 because to me, him and Green are close to 50 50. I think we're getting a lot of extra value there. He is our bet buddy, Brad Feinberg from Bet Prep, and he's with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brad, are there any other series props that you like? I don't know how dangerous it is to be betting series props besides the one you brought up. Yeah, you know, listen, the, in terms of the series props, the only one that I, again, Glenn, I like, and I told you for the reasons I said, was yeah. the over the five and a half games. Uh, I, there's another interesting I, I, prop. I, I, that, I was thinking like player props for the series. Is well, there's an interesting one that was up, uh, you know, at, 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 at FanDuel, which um, limits were not high, but the math on it was absolutely spectacular. Again, all this is on that prep site. Um, will Draymond Green get five assists per game in every game of the finals? Now, here's the thing. This year, Draymond Green was 83% going over four and a half assists, okay? But then he also had a few, remember, Glenn, some games where he didn't get many minutes because he was injured for a long time, and they were bringing him back slowly. But when you go to his last 100 games, he's 87-13 and 13 over four and a half assists. So to figure out what the right math on that is, you basically take, let's call it, you know, between 83 and 87%, let's call it 85. If you times .85, even if it's a seven-game series, okay, worst-case scenario, right. He should be maybe around plus two sixty five to do that. You can get five to one on Draymond Green to wow. get five plus assists in every game in the series. And if it's a six game series, he should only be two to one odds. So a tremendous value. You should say yes. Draymond Green gets five plus assists in every game in the series. You're getting 
double what the true odds should be. Oh man, I love that. That's the type. Of, that's great math play. It's that's, phenomenal. It's, it's yeah. If I, you could bet that every single day of your life. I'm not going to say you'd be Bill Gates, but you'd uh, right. you'd be a wealthy man because you could never lose. Can I run a couple that I uh, tickets that I bought right by absolutely? Just tell me so they they throw out they they sort of you know create some parlays to try to entice you. And I'm you of know, course I'm a mark. Like I just I'm the guy. I'm I'm happy to buy these tickets. So I definitely bought this one. Curry to average 25 points per game, and Golden State wins the series at plus 145. Yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing. I actually did bet, to be honest, I did take Steph Curry under 27.5 points uh, in game one, and I'll tell you why. It's funny. He's actually gone under that 27.5 number 30 this last 50 games, okay, and he's going against theoretically one of the best defensive teams in the NBA in Boston and one of the best defensive players in Marcus Smart. I would personally uh, rather have uh, taken just Golden State I would rather have taken Steph Curry to win MVP uh, plus 100 as opposed to doing what you said because to me, Curry could average 24 points a game and easily win um, series MVP. And I so to me, that would be something Man. I would have preferred over over the bet that you made. Uh, do I think your bet will win? Uh, yeah, I do. I do, but I think there was better ways to attack that I prefer the MVP bet so, over what you did. So, you know, it, it, literally the reason why I did it is because I was looking, when I when I was looking at Curry, it was minus 115 to win MVP. So I oh, was... Oh, then no, then that's horrible that, because, that, no, that's yeah, horrible. I was doing no, the math of, no. well, if he's going to be MVP, it's totally possible he wins, He scores 25 points a game. So Absolutely. I, literally, the, the, math, the math that I did to get to that was, I just like those odds better than I like Curry to be MVP at minus 115. Totally get it. Um, the other one, I just, because it's out there, I did buy both Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole MVP tickets. Thompson at 22 to one, Poole at 46 to one. Yeah. Uh, look, um, I think the pool bet would be extremely difficult to win. His minutes have actually gone down a little bit recently. Glenn, uh, I, I the, couple, only, the only thing I'm doing is the, if Marcus Smart has a strong series against Steph Curry, Where's the offense coming from? Right, right? where are they going to come from? The clay one I could see. Uh, the the clay one to me is is the more realistic, you know, winning wager uh, of the two. Uh, I'd rather have him at twenty two than I'd rather have uh, pull at forty six. I know Marcus Smart was around forty five to one odds. Also, someone asked me that uh, earlier on the show. And look again, do I think he wins at one in forty six times? Yeah, maybe right around there, but again, I think the safest bet, if you're looking to take Golden State, I would just stick with Steph Curry. I always say in life, it's okay to win a wager, right? Yeah. I know people love to try to win like these 50-to-1 long shots. I get it. It's fun. But usually they're not offering you fair odds, fair math on it. Uh, to me, again, will will Clay Thompson win it? It's certainly possible, but I will say this. Uh, Steph is yet to win a finals MVP. Durant won it twice. Iguodala won it controversially the other year. Yeah. Uh, so to me, um, uh, I think if it's you know the same tie goes to the runner, I think if it's close, I think Curry will get it. All right, and the last one that I bought a ticket on, Curry to make at least three threes in every game of the series at plus 300. Yeah, I mean, again, I'd have to do the math on that. And, you know, and it's what's great, I keep saying it, and I mean it. Like, I use bet prep every single day for hours yeah. every single day. It's great. You could just put in Steph Curry's last, like, 80 games, you know, over two and a half threes. You know, what percent has he done that? Uh, has he done it 75% of the time? I don't know. And then you could just do the math on that. Let's say he's done it 75% of the time. If you just take .75 times .75 times .75 right. and, you know, however many games, that'll let you know if you're getting a fair mathematical price or not. Uh, but, yeah, I do expect Curry to... Yeah, certainly in every individual game, get those three assists. I uh, get those three threes per game. It, he has had, for the record, just in the playoffs alone, three games where he didn't have three threes. So that's yeah, 
you know, that's that's why you're getting. That's why those you're getting odds. the three to one odds. Exactly right. That's why you're getting those odds. All right, let's talk more about bet prep. Uh, what you were just saying about just—it's so overwhelming. I mean, it's incredible how much data is available for free for you. It's at tremendous bet. site. I love it. Tell me more about it. Yeah, listen again, and I and I mean that you know it's, there was an old commercial. I don't know if you remember, you remember Victor Kayam. He goes, "I like the company yeah. so much, I bought it." Remington yeah. Shavers back in the day, dating myself here, but. Look, that prep, yeah, I work for the company, but I cannot tell you, change my life. Uh, no exaggeration. Like, I do these prop bets every single day. It's how I make my money in this world. And I, it gave, it saved me hours and hours of research, Glenn. You could put in every single player, specific matchup against a specific player. How You can go 66 games, 11 games, 1 game, 78 games, however many games you want to go back for every stat. Rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. Uh, and I cannot say enough great things about it. Really consolidates your life, makes things a lot easier, and makes uh, it gives you a better chance to be a winning gambler. Uh, it's incredible. And you can just go to uh, right now. If you want to follow on Twitter, at BetPrepUS, in order to find out more. Brad, I know you're on Twitter, at Brad's Best Bets, correct? Yes, sir. Very good. Yes. Give him a follow there. Love Bet Prep, betprep.com. Brad Feinberg, always appreciate you, man. Thank you for taking a Thanks for having me on, my friend. I appreciate you. Take care. Brad Feinberg up in Philly, getting us ready for the NBA Finals tonight. Kind of throwing some cold water on uh, me, and I don't, uh, I don't like the, I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. Um, I'm giving away some of the bets that uh, we'll be handing out if you follow Live Casino and Hotel on social media. These are some of the bets that uh, that we like. Um, I, I am all over. I don't have any bet that involves the Celtics in any way. I'm I'm not again. I know it's not impossible. I know it's not it's impossible. Not on the Celtics. Kevin Garnett told us anything is possible. You got to trust KG. He's not playing in this. <laughs> He's I'm not, not sure if you're aware. He's no, I'm Plus, very he hit aware. that amazing parlay. I'm very aware. Uh, he hit that incredible parlay on Uncut Gems. So obviously we know. Incredible movie. Yeah. He hit the. He had to win the opening tip, right? Well, I trying to remember what all was part of the parlay. Yeah, he won I, the opening tip. Oh my god. I just remember so much screaming. Well, and there was and, a lot uh, of screaming. That, yeah, it's about. It, it was a movie you were ready to have it be over. You were just ready to have it. I was. It be over. Yeah, I was. Yep. It was. It was. It was time. It was. A, it's a heavy watch. <laughs> Adam Sandler, by the way, Kimmel tonight. Thank you for that <laughs> reminder. Thank you for that reminder. I will. Um, I will be doing anything else. All right. I, I will watch. I will watch. Maybe we'll quarter, talk about uncut. I'll gems. watch quarterbacks play golf before I choose to watch. Wow, that. that's bold. Yep, that's where I am. Um, some of the other parlays that are available for the NBA Finals right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook. If you want to go the Boston route, Jason Tatum to score 40-plus points in any game in the series and Boston wins, plus 500. The Steph Curry line to score 40-plus points in any game in the series and the Warriors win, plus 340. Clay Thompson to make eight or more threes in any of the games and the Warriors win the series, 11-1. to one. So if you think there's a clay game in there where he just goes nuts, it's eleven to one. I think it's harder for that than in previous years because of I mean they've always had an amazing talent on the team, but this almost feels like the best team they've ever had. But yet, what you just for whatever reason on nights where it's Clay's night, mm -hmm. they make they know they keep giving him the ball when they know it's a clay night. Yeah, it's just there's so much supporting cast around him. I hear you that it's hard to. Think he'll get you know make eight threes in a single game. That's I'm, a lot. I'm trying to pull up. Let me pull up his game. There's a reason why you're getting the odds that you're getting on it. Uh, he made eight threes in game five against Dallas. He okay. made eight threes in game six against Memphis. Of course, that's the game six clay, uh, clay thing. 
So he's done it twice in the postseason where okay. he's made eight threes. He's also had um, in the Denver series he had a seven three game and he had a six three game in that series. So just some nights it's clay night, and when it is, it just feels like in Warriors history everyone's known. And you've got multiple it, games here you're betting on, so it's not like you're only putting it, your your eggs in one basket. Got to do it once. Got to yeah. do it once during the series, and the Warriors have to win the series. If you parlay those two things together, Clay Thompson making eight threes in any game, and the Warriors winning the series, eleven to one is what it pays out. Boy, I'm tempted to buy a lot of these tickets. I really am yeah. tempted to buy so many of these tickets. Ah, ah, ah. Um, I mentioned that if uh, Curry averages 25 points per game, uh, if he scores 40 points in a game, I said at plus 340. If Jordan Poole were to score 30 points in any game in the series, again, if you think Marcus Smart is going to in any way take away Steph Curry, Jordan Poole scores 30 game, 30 points in any game in the series and the Warriors win, 12 to 1. That pays off. All those available right now. In the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Get there tonight for game one of the NBA Finals. Again, email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to make your reservation for your group. That'll do it for Weekend at Bookies. We'll be back on Tuesday for the next Simply the Bets. Until then, for Zach, I'm Glenn. May the odds be ever in your favor.